Let's get started. Here we go. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. For the underground world, every street and borough. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Somebody get this guy a fucking metronome. Off a step. <laughs> Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. Hello. I'm just trying to match Kamar's, Kamar's energy. lack of... Um, Timing. It's because uh, he's been so excited about football here that it's overwhelming. Yeah, it is overwhelming. Uh, what we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. We're then going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Uh, but first, I believe Kamar has some new patrons to go over. I'd say the best Tron in the world is the Patreon. And today's <laughs> no different. Uh, come on down. Adam. That's it? Just that's Adam? It. Just Adam. Well, no, we had the big one last week. We were still about one, one patient on time. That's how we're going to take over the world, make no. it a better place. Is the person's name only Adam? Uh, Adam of Eve, I believe. Okay. He's from across the pond. Uh, thank you, Adam of Eve. Adam, welcome to the Patreon. Shout out thank to you, to Adam. All the old Patreons. Uh, you get the post, Joe. And uh, I think we got a new throwback coming down the pike this week. Should come out next week. Well, it's assuming I... I love you, Patreons, more than everyone else. Uh, And to the Patreons, it was a rough week last week for the pool. It was a rough week for a lot of us, but there are still a bunch of you alive. So congrats to you guys that are still alive. I hope today's going well for you. Uh, Kamar, how was your week? Let's keep it going. Um, I went to the art gallery. Have you been there in a minute? Uh, Like since the the pandy? No. It's, uh, It's a sweet, sweet spot. I say, like, rated in the world. There are better art galleries and museums and whatnot. Yeah. But um, it was this group called uh, General Idea. Okay. It was, uh, I guess, three three gay guys from uh, Toronto, like an art collective. Okay. And uh, they, you know the Philadelphia Love? The, the yeah, Love the Sign? the Love Sign, yeah. That was love that's Park, a famous yeah. artist. They redid it in the 80s, but did that AIDS one in the same style. You've seen it. It's like Warhol, herring. No, more like just bright colors okay, or, okay. and the same thing. They do can stuff like okay. that. Oh, yeah, really, okay. really cool. Makes you think. Makes you feel better in each other. They had this one room though that was all um, styrofoam sheets, mm-hmm. and it looked like ice. And they there was three seals which had their heads on them, but it was like the size of a school gymnasium. Interesting. And and it gets taken down in the the. The stuff gets recycled like it's a it, it, it really cool. I advise anyone to go. I think it's there till November. So you're saying the exhibits right now are the exhibit the exhibit right now. Yeah. Plus, there's always the um, always going gallery with older yeah, art yeah, and stuff. Yeah. We had the big naked baby. I told someone about it that it was going to be there and it wasn't there. I just well, that's what I was going to say because people will constantly like you know you go to New York and people are like you have to go to the Guggenheim and I'm like you don't know what's there right now. Well, you know, it's in their permanent collection. But which no, but I'm telling you, like when I went to the Guggenheim, the fucking the thing that was there at the time was the 
wasn't for everyone. No, no, I get it. But like when you go to MoMA, let's MoMA's say. A, MoMA's way different. They have, like yes. I went and saw the Tim Burton exhibition, exposition, but they also have, you know, the Warhol yes, cans that yeah, are yeah. always there. Same with ours. We always have the voice of fire that's never going anywhere. I couldn't find it. Well, now you're ruining. It has its own special room. Did you go into the modern art thing there? I did. I did. It's I, I, I went up show, against that. Show someone there. Wall. But another thing they have there is this chapel. Okay. And like, there's a big courtyard, and it's all plants and uh, stone, and it's sort of in the middle of the art gallery, and you hear like uh, hymns being sung. Like, like over the PA like, type. Like you'd hear yeah, in yeah. church, but it's actually if you go around the corner, they've rebuilt a chapel. And they set up 40 speakers and you sit in uh, the middle of the room and it's like, oh, like whether you believe in God or stuff, that stuff sounds, like it almost can bring you to tears. Yeah, but that's music in general. It has nothing to do with religion. But, but, but this type of just, just voices singing, but what they tell you afterwards is of the 40 speakers is, is each, each speaker is a different singer. So if you walk around through each speaker, you hear a different That's voice. Cool. It, it, it was super cool and made made my week. Get out and go to an art gallery. It'll take your mind off of things. Simon, how was your week? Uh, my week was fine. I went to a wedding yesterday. Oh, um, that's fun. Yeah, my sister-in-law got married. Congratulations. Uh, yep. Congratulations. It's funny you say that because I don't drink. So weddings are the opposite of fun. That's your big bit. <laughs> well, I usually don't drink very much either, but we had a hotel room right on the venue. Hello. So I like could just, you know. Was it a go destination to wedding? Yeah, super destination Gananoque wedding. Nice. <laughs> you know what's funny is like if we had done this two years ago, I would sit here and be like, yeah, you know, Simon, Simon rarely drinks. But in the last month, I think every time I, I've seen you recently, you've had a rye and ginger in your hand. Yeah, but I'm never drunk. I'm just... I'm drinking because you've been drunk like three times this month, right? Not really. But the key is socially. How many times are you drunk just by yourself? Oh, I agree. I'm not like every second day. (laughs) I'm not shitting on the guy. I'm just saying like Simon normally the Simon I know doesn't get drunk, but this month he's had a real fucking in all fairness. I live um, a block block away from from a bar that my brother owns. I mean, shout out to Ward 14 of free drinks. And you and you're just getting in before sober October. Yeah, fuck sober October, <laughs> buddy. I go extra hard in October just to counterbalance. Rub it Simon in does face. heroin just for October, yeah, just exactly. to really mainline. Um, <sighs> Excuse me. So, you know, when you play a game or a sport that you've never played before and you're just the best at it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a real. Um, Knack, I guess, for cornhole. You know that game? Simon, yes, we're aware of It's a professional hole. sport. Yeah, I was just going to well, say, they I show could, it on ESPN. I could be on the fucking circuit. I'm amazing, uh, man. I'm, uh, like, really should, good. People were watch, really impressed. They should, gave me the board when I left the wedding. Simon, that was so great. You should watch these guys to see you need to hit them. You need to hit the hole every shot. That's what these pros do. They're okay, not, they don't miss. Listen, I hit the hole a lot yeah. and I had never played before. So with a little bit of practice, I'm not saying you're not give good. me, give me 10,000. Their style hours. is they throw high. Yeah. That's what I do. And it stops for a second and yep. then slides, and then slides in. Exactly yeah. what I do. There's one guy. I, I told put a you, backspin on it. He's a professional and he has to toss like this with a beer in his hand. Cause he's so used to it. 
No way. He play. He plays that's with his cool. arm, but it's, it's a water bottle because he's not allowed to have a beer. Well, of course, because it's professional cornhole. But yeah, life may have just begun. For it's you. a thank you, Kamar. It's a terrible name for a game. Yes, like just me saying I'm great at cornhole <coughs> made me feel. I don't think know. about sports or activities. Well, I think of a certain activity. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But everyone knows what cornhole is, so you know. I yeah. bet you if you asked like 50 people on the street, you'd get 30 who said some sort of butt-related thing and 25 who said... It's the other way around. A bin bag toss. No, I disagree. A bin bag toss. Everyone knows cornhole now. Okay, well, listen, man. I'm happy to know that uh, this sport I'm so good at is so popular. Had I told you beer pong would be a thing 20 years ago, would you believe me? Beer- at this point, Kamar, there is nothing. Like, I also think about when we were kids, there's nothing, there was like anything that your parents told you, like, you'll never make money doing that. Everyone's rich off of it. Yeah, now. yeah. Whether yeah. it was video games, skateboard, like, there's no limit Hold to on. that. You have to be the best at that thing. Or but if you don't do it, you can't get money, good at it. You know? you're, you're missing my point. Making money is, no, there are people that, like, we're not the best at podcasting. We make money doing it. No, no. I, 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 I mean, get what like, you're saying. You're not going to be extravagantly money, rich. If you want to have my, a living. My point is, there are streamers out there that are. <laughs> scraping by off just streaming and 20 years ago your parents would have been like you're never yes, going to pay your yeah. bills totally. that's my that's my point totally it's nothing but when um youtube gets shut down those guys all lose their jobs but if you're like top percentile at fucking whatever game you're playing maybe you can go and like join the league or something sure my point is is like if you had told your parents i'm going to take a go at streaming they would have shunned you whereas your son if he's like I have X amount of followers. I'm going to make a go at it. You'd be like, yeah, there's a possibility. And you think the way like they support you playing hockey? <coughs> yeah. Like if they buy you the pads, if they wake up six in the morning, like imagine that'd be hilarious. Activity. I mean, it's exercise. That's legitimate. But if you're thinking about getting there, your mom walks into your room at 8 a.m. with a bag of weed. Like, are you ready hey, for hey, your hey, you ready for your day you, of gaming? If you want to be about this, you got to be about this. I think most yeah. parents who put their kids in sports aren't thinking that they're one day going to make money off them. It's more, of course, I it's agree. It's good to play sports. It's good to meet people. It's good to understand game and sportsmanship no, no. and all of that. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> no, he's right. Most I, well, parents at a know. Certain age, like fifteen. No, no, but most parents know at a young age, like this kid ain't got it. Listen, even especially at fifteen, if you're like not the fucking top percentile at something. You're not even making your university team. Yeah, exactly. You'll know by that time. It's true. In this day and age, like... I agree with you. When Listen, you see... When, dude, you see people retiring at like 25 now. They're like, I just can't do it. I can't compete with these... You know, you're like, you... You're... T- what? Well, and that's good, where good that, on them. Get out of the way. Let's that's where that late-term abortion would come in handy because you'd be like, yeah. oh, you're 15, you're not going to yeah. make the NHL? It's true. Let's try again. 48th. 47th trimester abortions, yeah. Uh, my week was okay. You had a great week, didn't you? Why? Did you call a, a win a bet or something? Oh, I won a decent, I won like a small bet, yeah. Congratulations, man. Thanks. Every Thanks. victory. My parents got back. They said they had a fucking blast over there. Well, they were at a moment that will never, ever yeah. happen again in our lifetime. Yeah. So yeah, they had, they had a lot of fun. They said Chappelle... Uh, they said Chris Rock was great. They said Chappelle they were not as impressed with, but can't win them all. Again. He tested them probably. <laughs> did, did they line up to see the queen? They did not, no. 
14 hours? Yeah, Beckham waited 12 hours. To Did see he? The yes. That's crazy. I hope I hope that's it's true. That's I'd like lunacy. to see time lapse of him like actually in line to make He's sure. there with a lazy boy and people holding umbrellas and shit. Because there's a woman on the news from uh Calgary and she's being interviewed and the guy was like, "So, how'd you wait 12 hours in line?" She said, "Oh, I'm a handicap. I didn't have to do that. It was awesome. I got right in." So there's two systems of stuff going on. The politicians come in another thing. But somebody did wait 12 hours. It's just unbelievable. To see a closed casket. Ever happen again. You're not seeing the queen. You're seeing a coffin. What's even crazier is people like bawling their eyes out. Like, listen, if your grandmother's 96 and she passes, I understand you crying 100%. When a woman you've never met who's lived probably 10 years longer than she should have passed. I don't understand you crying. I don't get it. Well, I think in, in Britain, like the royal family I understand. is like Santa Claus. Oh, I know. They've all been indoctrinated for better, or for worse. And they'd be like, fuck the government. But I mean, we, 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 at least we got the queen. She was their class. She was their, they, I, they like relied on her. I knew two Brits in Vancouver that like, you would not look at as people that were like, oh, these guys these guys are probably down with the royal family. And like, I remember one day bringing it up and immediately they were like, I think you need to really step back and chill. And I was like, what? Like, there's no fucking way you guys are. One of my friends in high school, well, in elementary school too, like, you know, Jewish family, whatever. Mom has a room that's just all Lady Diana. Like Lady Diana, Ooh. everything. So she may not like hold the on. Queen. Or Princess she, she Diana, like whatever. I will say this. At least Diana really did humanitarian work. Okay. okay. Well, well, I'm sure. Just, I'm sure the. Um, I'm sure they all do. They not all like, do. Not something. like Diana. I think they have to because they get billions of dollars from the taxpayer, so they got to keep up the facade. But and Diana, they don't pay taxes. Of course not, dude. Do you know how much it costs the it costs the UK taxpayers like billions of dollars for this fucking? Oh my god! How how much is talking? Yeah, costing cost us, us to send our contingent over there. Anyways, I mean the fact that Monday is a holiday here is a fucking joke. No, our it's Prime a Minister's federal go. Holiday still in, well, in Ontario and some provinces it's a civic holiday, but that means only federal employees are getting a holiday. Everyone else is going to be working. No, if you live in Nova Scotia, everybody gets a paid day off, not just the government. Well, tomorrow, Tom Ford decided that we that wasn't going to happen here. Tom Ford, the designer, Doug Ford. Um, I know who I'm talking about. Oh, sorry. I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, what I was going to say is that still costs, like, you're a taxpayer, I'm a taxpayer. We I'm still, against We still pay those federal employees get paid. But if there's going to be a holiday, make it a holiday for everyone, like Victoria Day, Elizabeth sure. Day. All like, the other Queen's holidays. What, what are we doing <laughs> yeah. here? Let's go across the board. I will say that, I guess. We need to thank the Queen, because the only reason we have holidays is because of her. Yeah, God bless the royal family. Is that true? Why? We would have a, we'd have a holiday every month. It has nothing to do with the Queen. It's a joke, Simon. I'm yeah. thinking a joke. There's like three. We have three holidays in Canada, basically. Do we not? That are dead. That you exaggerated, man. Her. That's unacceptable. Yeah, I know. What do we? This is a serious podcast here. Laughs are not I to be had. I could not tell there was humor involved. I'm sorry. I know. Sorry, Kamar. Can you go over the guests this week? So I'd love to, brother Matt. Uh, this week was an interesting week. We had a 1869 Gabor Mate, Doctor Gabor Mate. Followed by 1870, Max Laverne. Max Laverne. <laughs> and then we... Uh, nope. We finished off the week with Hollywood le- legend, Simon's favorite, 1871, John Peters. 
It's not my favorite. No. It was my favorite of the week. I thought it was a very good week. Really? This week stank. Yeah, it was horrible. This week stank. I mean, I seem to say that a lot of weeks lately. Yeah. This week stank, but I mean, I, I at least got laughs out of one that was bad. And um, I mean, Gabor Mate was good. I don't know. I'll give it like a two. I'll say two and a half and be generous. I believe we could four. No fucking first out of all, of the water. How there's a, health, the there's a health and wellness episode. Yeah, I give it a one and a half. The underlying message of the health and wellness episode, I think, was was very strong. I mean, content wise, it was a lot, but um, we'll get to it. I thought okay. it had a good message. Great, great. All right, well, let's start it off. Yeah, we'll switch it up though. We'll start off with uh, speak of the devil, the health and wellness. Yeah. Not a doctor. 1870, Max Laverne. Guaranteed that's not how you say his name, but. <laughs> and uh, rated boys. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so it's uh, good. It's sad that his mom got Alzheimer's. Yeah. But good that it sort of lit the fire on him. And see, this guy's uh, sort of like an Alex Berenson. Berenson? How so? Well, he's not a doctor, but he does a bunch of research into. <laughs> A topic, in this case, it's uh, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's medicine, um, health and wellness, and just how to keep the brain healthy. Mm-hmm. Fighting against common, as we uh, heard, pushback from science and products that are bad for you, but some they get through. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, you know, I don't know if he's getting censored like Alex Bernson. No, I don't think he is. He, I also, sorry, really quick, like. It feels like that food pyramid has always been bullshit, right? Like every 10 years we find out that it's wrong. Am I, am I crazy there? Or the opposite is. Sure. Milk was good. Milk is bad. Yes, vice yeah. versa. I suppose. I mean, maybe you didn't learn anything, but he does have a podcast called Genius Life. Um, it's not that I didn't learn anything. I just feel like, um, I feel like these ones, everything's killing us. Everything's killing like there's nothing us. you're gonna put in your body. Like there's always someone you'll find. Like let's say you were living the perfect healthy lifestyle, you're probably gonna find some expert who's like, oh no, you know that one thing you're doing is like, and then you'll find someone else who's like who contradicts that or I don't know. I thought just this specifically was him talking about the brain, yeah, and Alzheimer's, yeah, and like a healthy brain is one way to ward off Alzheimer's. In the beginning, he was Joe was throwing a bunch of digs at Bert. Oh, tons! Oh, Bert, <laughs> he does. This he does fuck? it all the time. And but I think it's like half joking, half like I think Joe's jealous that he can oh, do whatever that, the fuck he that's wants. That's the third option. That's the third option. And he can't live. He's like got that. the Mickey Mantle gene. I mean, that would kill Joe if Bert outlived him by like ten years. I mean, it wouldn't kill him because he'd be dead anyway. But no, just but the, the sheer idea in his grave. Yeah, the sheer idea that Bert would outlive him by any amount of years living the way he has. He'd be would, so pissed. Well, would you if not? If he's on his deathbed and Bert's dead over with a 40 no, and on. Yeah, no shirt. When I saw how good Bert was at tennis, I was just like, wow, that I get it. You know what I mean? He's a big fat slob. But he's just naturally good at things. Simon is prime. I don't think Could he's a you, big fat Were you slob. as good as Bert? Oh, I was better than Bert. Could you do a full extension serve and just yeah, come down? Yeah, I, I was a very good tennis I was watching player. some of the US Open. And that, I was good at tennis. That's the beautiful part. Like the because You got to hit it right at the top. And yeah, you got to hammer that fucker down. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. I wasn't thing. as good as Simon, I'm sure, but I was really good at tennis. 
I knew a lot of good tennis players, actually, now that I think about it. Who? Well, I worked for a tennis pro. Go on. Hey. Uh, my other buddy. Oh, he was a tennis pro? Yeah. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Adam was a tennis pro. Hmm. Um, my other buddy was uh, not ranked, but like he was like he taught tennis. So he was obviously good enough to teach. Say more. <laughs> Who was he? Uh, what the fuck? Who was it? Story's falling apart. <laughs> but tennis is also exercise. And this bleeds over with um, Gabor Mate as well. Is that's the easiest thing you can do for wellness? Fuck Gabor Mate. Whoa, whoa, we'll get oh, there. Jesus. As your waistline increases, your brain decreases. Yeah, is that scary. true? <laughs> that's what this guy says. This is what this guy says. These are words to live by. I mean, it makes sense. Like, you're just slow when you're carrying around all that. It's not being mean, like, it's disgusting me fat or something. It's like, it is not good for you. And you will have a less. Hold on, what are you talking about? Lower standard of life if you are obese. I'm not afraid of hurting feelings. It is disgusting if you're really fat. I'm sorry. But if you need to work on that. If if someone takes all the things into consideration, like, okay, I accept I'll die at 60 and want to be that way, I guess you can let them. Listen, if you want, you can do whatever you want. I'm not saying you have to listen to me or you have to be healthy. If you're fine dying young and living unhealthy, go fucking nuts. But But to sit here and and to say that's mean is, yeah, I agree. Like the only way you're going to get a hot piece of pussy if you're fat and gross is if you have a ton of cash. So you better hope you've gotten exceedingly rich. Otherwise. But everybody should be able to do whatever the fuck they want. So if you want to be fat, be fat, you know? I agree. Yeah, I just and, don't think you should be. And through that, then you got to like, if you want to be a heroin addict, be a heroin addict. Well, but it's that's exactly. Be. Some people say they don't think you should vape. They don't think you should smoke yeah, weed. I agree. Like, and, I, and I don't think this, this guy is just saying what he thinks about prolonging the brain and warding off Alzheimer's. And also that there are alternatives, which bleeds over to the matter that drugs are not the, the way. Because th- th- he said they made a drug that has worse side effects that doesn't even work. But it was being pushed. I think this was a low key way of Joe to still get a vaccine jab in. Well, the problem is, is like he said this at one point. I thought it was really interesting when he said uh, the doctors were prescribing exercise. Like in our country, where healthcare is free, you make a doctor's appointment, you go see your doctor. Maybe they prescribe you something if they think you need it. But they always, every time I've gone to my doctor, said smoke less, drink less, exercise more, eat healthier. Free advice. Imagine going to the States and you don't have insurance and you go to the doctor and the doctor says to you, like, listen, people want a pill. Hard work is hard. No one wants to have to put in hard work, right? You want to go to the doctor and have have them say, quick fix. Yeah, take this pill and you'll be thin. You don't want to have him here to say, you have to work out one hour a day every day for the remainder of your life because you're just going to be like, Wait a minute, forever? But I can just, there must be some sort of pill and the pills don't even work. It had this, it had the same story, this Alzheimer's medication as sort of the opioids. Yeah. And that the one paper was a fraudulent thing and the whole thing was based on it. Because he liked to say that we all think science is just doing, scientists are flawless. We want to think that. No. I think the method is of science is flawless. Yes, but, the but people applying there are the still method, people in it, which means we are all fallible and we're all corruptible. Like he said, if you follow the science, science <laughs> follows the money, and there lies the conflict of what, what you get. And I, and in that, I think it was Joe's message: seventeen years for science to produce Goodyear, 
a, a drug that really works. And I think that was a dig at the vaccines as well. We just flagged this episode. Sorry, what? Repeat that, please. We just flagged this episode, <laughs> you fucking dipshit. What was that statement? He's saying that a drug takes 17 years on average to develop. To develop properly, to saying, be suitable to be given to people. But there are modifiable risk factors that don't. Uh, drugs, and then we get a diet, which makes you go to sleep. But eggs is a weird one with vegans. I right? agree, yeah. Because you know that the, the chicken lays the egg no matter what. Yeah, it's like if a chicken could drop a breast every week. Or if someone could eat shit. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Which someone probably does. But for it, there's no animal cruelty unless you think chickens shouldn't exist and the eggs should just be laid and rot. These are like ovaries, right? An egg is like an ovary almost. It's just a chicken dropping its an, ovary an that unactivated doesn't get ovary. Or, uh, fertilized. It's an unactivated ovary. It's sort of like period. Well, when you put it that way, I don't think anyone should eat eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just there's no there's no cruelty to the animal, and protein is one of the best foods for the brain. So how is it then that you know how you always hear a story about somebody like cracking open an egg and there's a like a baby chicken fetus. I think some inside. of them just get through when you're. I think when you've you have heard mass. that story once. If that story happened once every two months. Oh God! You'll never believe what happened, but I've never heard. No, of that. I think it happens. It's happened. I'm sure it can happen. I've never heard it. I'm just saying, even even if it does happen, I don't think it's that big a deal, Simon. And I think it when you're mass producing eggs, I think a few are going to slip through, right? Yeah, I wonder how many slip through. It's pretty gross. Not Keep in enough. mind, they take all those eggs and they put them on these lights. Mm-hmm. That's like the one of the final steps, right? And that's supposed to be the the thing that sifts them out. So they're you're really not supposed to. It's probably. It would make the news. It wouldn't make the news. Mm, I think it would make the like news. It's not like a toe in your can of Coke. Like <laughs> That should make the news. Well, you'd have to, like, what if you don't finish it, you toss it? There could be toes in cans of Coke that no one's ever found. What, Dude, there's no way you'd get to the bottom and not hear a toe rattling around <laughs> feel like, right? the, like the widget in a Guinness. It wouldn't have to be a toe. It could be like a uh, earwig or something. Sure, you know, whatever. Know. Animal protein is the best thing for your brain, and uh, the seed oils are poison. Hold on, but he also said that greens were really good for the brain as well. Dark, leafy greens. Okay, well, greens nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- the oil thing is very interesting, because he- he's comparing some oils to, like, smoking cigarettes. Let's get, none of it was really interesting. Because <laughs> we've heard it. Let's get that out of the way. It was fucking super boring, and we listened to it, and now we have to talk about it, and that's bad. Don't try and like candy coat it. Sauna, cold plunge. We've talked about this a fucking billion times. Well, these are just things to reiterate if you want to have a brain, or <laughs> if you want to have a brain. If someone you care about, someone yeah. you care about, you can help them if you see yeah. them starting to teeter. Have you ever gone to the spas in the local area? Is this like a, a gay thing? What, is, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, you're the cord holder. No, Simon has his own sauna. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't go to the spas. It's great. Here. It's you're, really you're talking good. about up at uh, no. He's Le talking Nordique. about Kona. There's the, and there's one at uh, Shadow Karche. Kona Spa. It's very nice. Oh yeah, it's a lot less. It's uh, a double tree now. It's it's awesome. So it's sorry. Backup. <laughs> is it a spa? Yeah. yeah. And it's also a hotel. Yeah. No. Is it? Well, yeah. Just, oh, yeah, there is a hotel there. That's right. Yeah, sorry. 
It's awesome. But the spa is separate. You'd love it. Like it's its own business. You know what I don't like? Sharing uh, water with people. Yeah, you wouldn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Knew that was coming. There's a lot of cross academic. I was in a pool and someone walked up and like looked at something. It was like, no. (laughs) Well, and especially Lenore Deke or whatever one that is up there. Like Matt knows people are banging in those things all the time. There's fucking jizz floating all over the place like little French islands. Yeah, that's that's got someone's got to put a stop to that. Like little little horrible. He's not wrong there. Stay away from fluoride. Stay away from grains. Ultra processed food. Just to reiterate, can't stay away from fluoride. It's in the water. Don't understand that one. Well, you can just not drink tap water, I guess. Or I'm sure there's something. No, probably not. Eh, you have to drive up like to a, Quebec and a, go to the well. I was thinking every... of a Brit or something. You could dig your own artesian well. That Let's would get look you, at you. That would get you away from uh, <laughs> yes, you fluoride. Could. And uh, what 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 you eat dictates how much you eat, mm-hmm. which uh, Gabor Mata again talked about. But like, worse food makes you want to eat more. Good food satiates. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Well, that's what he contended, and that's what I'm agreeing or with. Or is it just that good food tastes really good, so you want to eat more of it? I'm saying when you eat good food, you can only eat so much of it. Usually, it's rich and. But Joe, look at Joe. He eats really good food, like fresh elk, and he eats like twelve loins a day, and that's fine. You can eat, eat if you just eat meat. You're fine. It's eating burgers, uh, chips. But why burgers salty. or ground beef? Uh, it's by the bun. Uh, yeah, burger and a lettuce. I think you'd eat that every day, and you wouldn't gain a pound. Yeah, it's re- yeah. The bun is like again. If you went multi grain bun, maybe. Maybe still sugar, but you can just do the you could do the fucking lettuce wrap. Yep, yep. I mean, if you want to look gay, but I'm just saying, burger's always gonna have a bun. Just watch what you eat if you want to have a better brain power. I'm guys, I'm trying here. Oh, listen, every time I listen to one of these guys, I sit there and I'm like, gotta start eating better. And then I immediately uber myself some fucking disgusting shit. And I'm like, oh, back to being a fucking slob. There's too much quoting of studies and data to process when listening to one of these. But I think it's grounded in good advice considering he starts with the story of his mom got Alzheimer's and that's what motivated him to do it. So he's a general passion to what he, like he, he's got good intentions. I think it's that we don't know enough about like each individual. Like I think every individual is so different. That depending on your lineage, I think in the future we'll be able to have a profile of everyone. Like once you're born, they'll be able to say, you know, you need to avoid gluten. You should have, like, they'll be able to tailor a diet for you. Maybe, but I think that brains in general are all the same. Mm, I don't know. Like, oh, no, we do not know, but just made out of the same things. So you want to feed your brain or get the things into your body that are best for your brain and there's stuff that's bad for your brain. Yeah, I mean, we also, the, the problem with, you know, Alzheimer's is like, he was mentioning the connection with like CTE and you don't know, like maybe this guy's mom, maybe he doesn't know it, but maybe she had a bunch of bad concussions when she was young. You know what I mean? Maybe she was in a car accident. A lot of times you have concussions too where you don't know it. You just fall over and... I'm sure, because I think they said cause correlation this once or twice. Well, they said, yeah, you can't, what is it? Causation doesn't equal 
correlation doesn't equal causation. And so if you do have a head injury, even more reason to try to eat these healthier ways. Listen, I think in general, you don't need an excuse. You should just know that eating healthier will prolong your life. Small batch olive oil. Did you know it was perishable and were bad? I did not, so. I think I did, but either way. Reiterated, I, the more you know. The reason the seed oil exists is interesting because they only did it because they were using the byproducts of the grape, the grape seeds from the wineries. They yeah. had all these seeds left over there. Like, we're not going to leave this money on the table. So they made an oil that's terrible for you. Well, <laughs> like palm oil, just the damage that palm oil does to the environment is fucking insane because they clear cut rainforest to grow palms like all over Indonesia. Our corporations are out to get us. No, they're out to do their job. Which is to get us. Well, no, it's to make money to make money at whatever cost. There and is the no... cost is we get got. Yeah, yeah I agree. That's true. It, it, you just don't want to face it when you're enjoying the convenience. Well, hold on. You have. A lo- everything you have also comes from those same things. So you take the good with the bad, right? Obviously. Like I said, though, the problem is they have us because we all also are like uh, everyone invests. Right, so you want your investment to go up. You want to be rich in the future, so you're yeah, like we blame the stake, the shareholder. And then when you look around, that's just you and me. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, the, I voted yes on that. That's what I'm it's saying. It's a diffusion of responsibility all the way around. Yeah. yeah. So you agree? No point trying to change it. Let her burn. No. Well, I want to talk to you about oil for a second because I did a little. I did a little dive. So you believe that Canada should be rich off oil, correct? If not else, I think Canada shouldn't import oil. Are you talking about olive oil or no. like crude oil? How much oil do you yes. think we import, just out of curiosity? I don't know. It's a couple of million barrels or something. But are you certain of that? Yeah. But the fact that we do is just like blows my mind. Yeah. Okay, but do you it know, doesn't make any sense. But you understand that we don't take crude oil from under the ground, right? That's not how it works up here. That's not how our it's oil... It's like tar sands that they have to refine. Precisely. And do you know how expensive and terrible for the environment those tar sands are? Extremely but expensive. profitable, yeah. No, not extreme. This is, this is where no, you are wrong. It wasn't. Ten years ago, it wasn't. The price of oil has gone up to now that it is. Yeah, but this is the problem is if if oil dips below $110 a it barrel... It becomes unprofitable also. Yes. And even then, you have to realize that the Saudis break even point on a on a barrel of oil is $29. Because it comes out just like oil. Yeah, not to mention where they are in the world, they can sell it to Asia, Africa, Europe. They're perfectly placed. We don't have any infrastructure to ship oil. Nope. We The pipelines, the pipeline we built in the 50s, it has had one oil spill a year for 80 years. Mm-hmm. So again, the damage to the environment. I... You act like we are the third largest holder of oil in the world, but it lays in the tar sands, which mm-hmm. is pretty fucking useless. It isn't. It, Cal- Do you know who the number one? Calgary. I mean, Alberta has a surplus now. Like they're making, they're making money. It's not the. There has been times. <laughs> that's the problem. You're forgetting oil the, is. That's the problem. It's also it's a problem because we pay those oil workers real wages. The Saudis pay their oil workers half what we pay. They can pay two and a half people for every person we pay. It also has something to do with. What the Saudis have a better royalty system because it's not like uh, it's the gas companies. If Canada owned the gas company, which we don't want monopolies, then we would get a royalty from anyone. 
but we don't. The other problem uh, that's, is, the, that's the big issue, but all I'm saying is we shouldn't be importing oil. That's fine. The other problem is the Americans, sorry, Americans, they fuck us because we sell all of it to the Americans because, like I said, we don't have the infrastructure to ship it, and the Americans basically set the price to what they're going to buy it from us. So we're at their fucking whim as well. But so, if we were just drilling more... I'm telling you, the tar sands, like, if we were to utilize the tar sands to their fullest, we would destroy our entire, we would destroy three provinces worth of um, ecology. Allegedly. No, I know that those pits are a problem, but I, from what I understand, they do know how to clean them. Like, it's not, it's not like an out-of-control thing. But, but I'm just saying... It's we that, import oil, but, and that's crazy to That's me. fine, but I'm just saying, everything you said there is diminishing returns. Like, the cleaning of it. You know what I mean? If you can just pump oil from the ground and refine it, yeah, we could be making a ton of cash. Like, Venezuela is the biggest holder of oil in the world, they and they are the... They're, they have their government as... But it totally corrupt and... Again, the corruption corrupt. is the reason, yes. But I listen, Kamar... They would be like a Saudi Arabia if they were... We would be like a Saudi Arabia if it I wasn't so. tar sands, if it was just oil well, in the just ground. just crude, yeah. Like, listen, I was thinking about this this week, Kamar. I was, I was thinking about how we're always sending money. Like, you're always pissed about how they're sending money to uh, the Ukraine or whatever it is. <coughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, if we didn't send any money anywhere ever and just made our country incredible, like fixed our infrastructure fixed our healthcare, fixed everything to where the country ran perfectly and everyone was moving up, we could then, we wouldn't have to send money elsewhere because we could just say to people, listen, we've built the best country in the world. You can come here and make it better. So you, you start to think foreign aid's not as cracked up as it used to be? No, no, no. Listen, I've, I, I've never thought foreign aid was like the best idea ever. Like fighting, spending a trillion dollars a year to have people in Afghanistan. But Kamar doesn't want open borders. You're barking up the wrong tree. No, you're there. wrong. He said three weeks ago he thinks open uh, borders uh, uh, is a great idea. I, I, he said in his, in his perfect idea world. to see where everyone would migrate to. <laughs> Just as a social experiment. And then when they ended up, there, ah, this didn't work. Yeah. We got to go back. Yeah, go home. Odyssey system. My Anyways. point is just simple. Like We have so much space in our country. We have so many resources, right? If we just fixed our country. Uh, uh, that's what I say every and time, made it, but I sound like a right winger. Well, okay. I mean, I think it's other things you say that makes you... If th that's always been said about oil in Canada is the, the extraction and the cost, but somehow it keeps happening and it's always been like a push-shove. Had they gone ahead, I think by now it would be a smooth operation. We just should not be importing oil when we have so much oil. The biggest reason Listen, that's is a different to protect the environment. That's a different argument. My whole thing was just, I'm talking about why we aren't a oil power in the world. That was my point. Yeah. I'm not saying we shouldn't. You're probably right. There was a pipeline, but for the First Nations, they didn't do it, and it cost a billion dollars not to do it, and we'd be making money on that now. But maybe there'd be oil spill and be My point is, we, salmon. we still have a pipeline that runs through native land. There still is a pipeline in Canada. We, don't, we act like, oh, we had, there is one. I think if we were China, we'd be rich. Like, if we just went ahead and fucked fuck the environment, fucked the world, like, we're a real nice country, but... Yeah, we say we can't clean this... And we are rich. What am, this we're the oil in the world. here, because it'll kill our environment with pollutants, so we'll just ship it off to some other country and let them do it. Like, the whole thing is fucking silly. Tomorrow, we... You know, for all the shit that Joe talks about our country, we're... I think we're the 10th biggest economy in the world, and we're, like, the 14th happiest country in the world, so... Yeah. It really isn't, you know, yeah, there's things we don't have up here, but 
for the most part. I mean, our, our healthcare system is crumbling as we speak. But The most interesting is I was talking to American who's migrated it, and listening to them just go on and on about how great Canada is. It gives you a different perspective and whatever you get hung up on. Anyways, we've got to rate this guy. Max this, Laverne. Listen, this guy seemed nice. I just, you know, this health and wellness thing, you know, I don't know. These just aren't my podcast, that's all. So I give it a, uh, a uh, one and a half. I give it a one. I'm giving it a three because I think it was sound advice for anyone, but I don't think you should learn from it from listening to this podcast, maybe listen to his podcast if you're really concerned about the brain. And I think the, what uh, the problem was it felt like he didn't, you know, I get it's just never too late. He sounded like Anthony Jeselnik, I thought. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, okay, right on. It wasn't just me. All right, moving on. Oh, yeah, going old school Hollywood. 1871, John Peters. Guess his net worth. Oh, my God. $326 million. Uh, no, it must be even more than that. Uh, no, seven, this guy liked to party. $700 million. Matt was spot on. He's worth $300 million. Wow. Self-proclaimed Trump of Hollywood. I don't know what that Mm-mm. means. Self-proclaimed a fucking lot of things. <laughs> yeah. That's what was tiring I, this I guy wrote, out. Uh, Werewolf. I mean, I didn't write it, but I was there in the room when it got done. Dude, that guy, this guy was, that's what was tiring him out. He was like, I got to go, Joe. All this bullshit has got me fucking, <laughs> got me real tired. He was an old man. But he's lived the craziest life craziest ever. Craziest life. And um, he's dated so many um, movie stars. It's nuts. Every movie star. He does have a $300 million um, sexual assault claim that he had to settle. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he is old school Hollywood, definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. But he was a child actor in The Ten Commandments, which is a super cool movie. Child, around Christmas Child time when you're a kid. Heston. Exactly. I don't As understand, Moses. though. How do you end up, how, like, you're a child actor in a movie and then you end up doing hair? He becomes a hairdresser. It's very weird. He, every story he told, he was like, oh, I worked on this movie and then fell in love with this starlet who worked on that. You know, every movie he worked on, he picked up a new. He ran away from home at 14 life. and became a hairdresser. And if you ever see him, he's such a stud. It's so funny because, like, imagine now if you were like, I uh, I dropped out of school. I'm on the hard streets doing hair. Like, it just, and the way he spoke, too, like, I just kicked the shit out of him. I'd, you know what I mean? Like, he but seemed like the weirdest in all, in all honesty, like, a heterosexual guy, like, if you're a hairdresser and you do uh, women's hair, oh, yeah, forget I, about it. It's, that's better than a fireman. I don't think it's better than an hour with them just talking. You are wrong. It's not better than a fireman. I guess if you're like a super manly guy. I don't even think you have to be manly. Like you have so much intimate time with these women and you make them feel better Mm -hmm. cutting their hair. Like it's out of control. You're doing hair with your cock. It's out of control. (laughs) It's Zoltan all over again. So, but so he's a hairdresser and he starts hooking up with Barbara Streisand. And then convinces her to let him produce a movie. And all these people are like, this guy's just taking you for a ride. He's fucking pimp. He's parlayed it into this uh, career. He's done Batman and uh, America Werewolf in London. Who, like, I, who knows what he actually does? I was just going to well, say. I had no idea who he was. I'd never heard this guy's name before. I, let's be serious. I don't think Joe had either. 
Interesting. I think Dana put in a call and was like, listen, dude, this guy will not leave me the fuck alone. Can you please give him some of your time? And then Joe had to IMDB him and was like, holy fuck, this guy's done everything. Oh, that's right. That's when he pulled it up. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Caddyshack was huge, which he probably could have done an hour on Roddy Dangerfield. His IMDB is ridiculous. I was looking at it. Like, it's crazy how many movies he's done. But I, who, what? But it's like Kamar said. Did this guy just weasel his way into meetings? And then they were like, <laughs> and then he just wrote his name in pen at the bottom <laughs> of the script. Said, maybe, like, maybe. I think if, he, if someone asks you, like you're making a movie and they need to get in touch with someone, say uh, Tom Cruise, that's stupid. And you call Tom yes. Cruise. Yes. You, you are now a producer of that movie. Kamar, those deals get made where it's like, I want an EP credit on this. Yeah. You're an executive producer now. You know what? That's it. You made, you got the two phone calls made. You had the lunches, whatever. Do we need a Caddyshack too? No. Is there going to be? Oh, yeah. He's well, he's, 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 he, he says a lot of things. I actually think Caddyshack remake would work. Golf is like a, like Happy Gilmore worked. Golf is one of those sports that's like very doable on screen. I'm not going to lie. I was excited. As uh, Most sequels, something's butchered, but maybe. Like I heard the them talking about, together. I heard them talking about doing a rounders sequel interesting same actors yeah so it's like mm. way in the future like what happened to worm and matt damon that you know would actually I mean? be really cool. take my money well that's what i said i was because at first i was like i don't know that seems kind of terrible and then i thought about it and i was like i don't know that could actually be really interesting no like, i don't mind those type of uh sequels i don't like the ones where they're just recreating the same movie over again like point know? break yeah like point break yeah. exactly because point break is a fucking classic swayze Keanu. There's a Gary Busey. So much about it was good. There's a remake, though. That's what I'm saying. The remake was god-awful. But the original is fucking... Are I you guess part of this conversation? The stupidest His part point of- is it's a remake, not a sequel. Uh, I, oh, I, I We're talking about remakes. Um, is Gary Busey eating the sandwich? What? That's when he misses the bank robbery. He's too busy eating this... And, it's, and, it, and I can eat and look up what I'm looking at. It's the best line in the movie. Utah. <laughs> Give me two. <laughs> That's the best way. You- Listen, Johnny Utah. There's a sandwich place half block that way. <coughs> they make the best meatball sandwich. Get me two. And that's where he misses the bank robbery. Yeah, and- he doesn't miss it. They end up catching him, and that's one of the best chase scenes ever. <coughs> it, but it could have just been all over. He, well, exactly. Yeah. Um, great movie sequel is out of touch. He called Luke Rockhold a bitch. So sorry, the sequel. I thought it was a remake. The sequel, yeah, sorry, the remake of Point Break is such, is is sus, suspect. Okay. Yeah, him calling Luke Rockhold a bitch. Luke Rockhold's like, a bitch. Oh, like, that was, he's just swinging from like, the oh, fences. Okay, that's weird flex. Uh, he was banging Kathy Zeta-Jones for a while there. Yeah, <laughs> and making love guy. with him is a, um, it's a symphony, orchestra. Uh, so we'll call him the conductor. The maestro. The, the problem, I think, though, is this guy was uh, this guy was yeah. coming out to drop names and yeah. just set the house on fire, and Joe kept cutting him off. Yeah, because well, at the but, end he says, "You got to come back more stories," and just I'd love to hear more stories to tell well, you not to tell them. If if he wasn't cutting him off, this episode would have been what twenty five minutes. I mean, this guy was tiring himself out, and oh. if you listen on even two times, his breathing is like you're like this guy. This guy's not going to make it. <laughs> like he, he made Vision Quest, which that's what really endured him to so, drill. Sorry, I don't think I've ever seen Vision Quest. What is Vision I Quest? I haven't either. 
It's an eighties movie about like um wrestling. Like WWE. High school wrestling. Oh. It's a small town and wrestling is the the big the favorite sport. sport. It'd be like if you watch a basketball movie, Hoosiers. Oh no, now I understand. <laughs> you can stop. And it's just all about wrestling. Um It's so funny though, this guy was like it feels like felt like he had been at a lot of events but hadn't really watched them. Like when he was like, Catherine Zeta Jones and I were there for Victor Ortiz. And or uh, and and Joe's like, oh, you mean uh, Vitor Belfort? And he's like, yeah, yeah, Vitor Belfort. But you know what? I think he's just scrambled, and it's all true. I believe it's true. I'm just he <laughs> he'd been over 200 street fights, uh, some to the death, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's never lost. And he's been shot. He's been well, sh- obviously, well, he never, still has the bullet in him. He never lost any of the fights that were to the death. <laughs> well, he won those ones for sure. Yeah, real street thug. <laughs> Um, twice he accidentally <laughs> committed suicide. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, this guy, this guy, I was like, this I, guy hasn't <laughs> fucking cracked a smile all day, and that's what he laughs. He's, oh, I, he's such a legend. I knew when this guy came up, there was going to be laughs. This guy was like, I just didn't know what to do with this guy. I knew when I saw an hour and twelve minutes, I was like, something's up with this. It was, but it was just him tapping out. Yeah, he, t- him, he he had tired himself. I, oh, oh, I got I, like I, I, he had to take a knee to say goodbye, dude. He had to go take some. What is it? Li- what's for your heart? Lithium? Is or it- if he was on something, he was like, "Joe, I I can only stay an hour today. I got to go fight a kumite tournament in the woods." <laughs> I think it's because he was like flying, and maybe when, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think he did have anything to do with oh, blood sport. What a callback! No, he was saying, "Remember Joe's buddy that was like." Drop me yeah, off yeah. in the woods. <laughs> he came back, <laughs> he came back with, with the, the bag. He had he no bag. With the bag. He went in with he the bag, bag and came back a with bag a trophy. Like a trophy. And then he just came back with a trophy, no bag. <laughs> I hope someone tries to do that every once in a while to somebody. Oh, fuck. That's great, man. You can convince somebody you're going to fight in the woods. All the power to you. <laughs> I think I, uh, I Joe misspoke when they were defending Zuckerberg, saying that he was responsible for the content for 3 billion people. It was so funny, dude. That was when Joe was trying to have a Joe conversation with this guy, and this guy just wasn't having no, it. No, he had to let this guy sit, spill the beans. <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like not getting any real anything though. Like, <laughs> you know that guy, the pretty boy, the bitch. <laughs> dude, I know. I was like, holy fuck! Listen to this old man. <laughs> like, who is he talking? Yeah. About? Whoa. What? Um, Joe's Joe's last street fight. I don't ever if you remembered telling that when he was thirteen. No, I think he was older than that, wasn't he? Dude, no, I feel he like he was thirteen. He <laughs> tells that story all the time. I feel like this guy at one point was going to be like, you know, Joe. I was at this Neil Young concert back in the day, and I started a blowout riot. There were security guards leaving. I saw one little one put his hood on and just walk the fuck out. The, yeah, that's great. And if the story about Jack Nicholson is true, that he was standing there and, the, and a bunch of guys came up and said, Cinderella sucks, and drove off. <laughs> and so he drove after them and almost beat the shit out of them. And then he met Jack Nicholson and he was like, Cinderella sucks, because he was the guy. Yeah. yeah, great story. How can you make that up? How can you make that up? <laughs> no, I think he probably that probably happened. And Michael Jackson was supposed to be the Joker? And Prince was going to be Batman or the other way around? No, 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 no. That was for the music video. 
Because Batman or Prince did uh, Prince uh, the Batusi, remember whatever it was, the Bat Dance. I don't remember what they called it. Uh, it was kind of corny, but we all agree that was for the video, not Bat Dance. Yeah, for Prince's video, yeah. he was going to play the Joker to Prince's Batman. My bad, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but you guys have both seen Batman. Yeah, yeah. It's the JRE movie game. The time has come again. For Matt and Simon, two racks of brains to guess the budget in the box office. We all know they won't guess the year, and the Patreons are the real winners here at the JRE movie game. Come on, take it away, baby. It's the movie game. We're Matt and Simon go head to head to see what year a movie came out, how much it cost to make, and how much it made in the box office this week. We're doing Batman, the OG Tim Burton. Real quick, I have uh you were talking about people who were supposed to play people. Do you know who was supposed to originally play Terminator? Who they were gonna cast as the Terminator? It'd have to be a big uh, Lou Ferrigno? Nope. Simon, you want to take a stab at it? Originally cast as the Terminator. Uh Chuck Norris. O.J. Simpson. Oh, my God. No oh. way. You want to hear what's even o. crazier? O.J. Jo- used to drop in to hunt for the girls. That's what he said, quote, unquote, while we're cutting hair. Do you know what's even crazier? James Cameron said, and I quote him, we can't make a movie where some black guy is chasing around a white woman trying to kill her. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? I, it almost sounds racist, but it's just for the better of everyone. Batman, what year did this come out? Um, Produced by Peter Gruber. Does that sound familiar to you? No. John Peter's partner and best friend. Who no. <laughs> who slept with his wife. I tried to fuck oh, his no. wife. He didn't fuck his <laughs> yeah. wife. Well, no, she the just wife him wanted off. to fuck him. The best is how, how what he Italian was, that is. The best is how he was like, we didn't do anything. He kept, <laughs> he kept, <laughs> we didn't do anything. She was around a lot. You know, sometimes we're in the hot tub with a lot of women. We didn't do anything. Okay, I think sure, I'm ready. Sure, we didn't do anything. I'm definitely ready. I have a year. Okay, I have a year also. I have 1989. I have 1991. 1989. We're getting serious here. Wow. We're getting serious here. That's like four weeks in a row. It's not four weeks in a row because Taxi Driver, we were off. But I have a lot of bang-ons here. That's for sure. Now, how much did this fucking thing cost to make? That's the real question. Wow, Kamara Miami just stole the game from Baltimore in the last second. Oh, that's a shame. You know who's always amazing is Jack Palance. He played the mobster in uh, Batman. Yes, yeah. Okay, Batman. And he did Ripley's Believe It or Not. Do you remember that as a kid? And City Slickers? City Slickers, interesting. He was curly. Okay, I'm ready. Simon's holding on. Okay, I'm ready too. I said it cost forty nine to make, and it made three forty seven. I said it cost thirty five to make, and it made four sixty eight. Oh my god! Budget forty eight million. Oh damn! Wow, Simon. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> Box office four hundred eleven point eight million. I so might. Guys, I think I won. You guys together, that's a win. Oh no, I'm thirteen off there, and then more than fifty there. I was close though. But Shit. two out of three. What are we doing here? It's got to be a win. 
um, new stakes. I'm really close. 347, you said it was what? 411? Yeah. Yeah. You're off by 10 million. I'm off by 10 million, but dead on on the fucking. It's the movie game. Let us know what your favorite Batman is. Top Gun, Maverick. Maverick is greater than Top Gun. You guys haven't seen Maverick yet? I have not seen it. I still haven't seen it yet. But it's available to watch on TV now, so maybe I'll watch it. He banged Kim Basinger when they were doing Batman. Everybody. <laughs> just, just this had guy's to hilarious. It. The actors must in all of these movies must have been so pissed. Like, I know I'm not getting any action on this fucking set because yeah, Johnny John Heath or whatever his <laughs> name is. Johnny casting couch over there. He's just out there fucking banging dick. everyone. He is a straight hairdresser. Yeah, it's crazy. It's all, Well, it, it just goes to show. Um, well, that's why he had to be able to fight so good. <laughs> oh, because people would make fun of him? Yeah. Not once he was banging Bob's. Oh, dear. Do you, have you guys seen the footage of Jack Nicholson right before he shoots that scene? Sorry, just, just one sec, though. Imagine having so much, like, just sexual energy and and, I don't know, manhood that you're making men break up with their wives without even having to do anything. You, just your sheer yeah. presence is causing divorces yeah. to happen all around you. Sorry, go it's ahead. It's the maestro. It's <laughs> crazy. It's the maestro. It's crazy. So we're having all this great back and forth. It was right up. He was there because of fighting, love fighting. and he. No, knew, you were going to talk Dana. about the shining. Sorry, I cut oh, you off. Jack Nicholson, right before the scene where he's, I'm going to bash your head and bash it right the hell in. He's like jumping around going, you're not going to hate you. Like it's. Um, well, you know that like uh, her, he, uh, Kubrick wanted to make it so real that they would like. Yes, yes, yes. Torture her. They'd wake her up in the middle of the night and just. She has a case. Get up the stairs. Them for you know? abuse. Yeah. She if, didn't if, do if any are... movies after. Oh, that, no. I yeah. I, I was. I was. Or maybe that. Popeye. I don't know which one came first. Popeye or The Shining. So we're. Uh. We're getting this great back and forth, many lovers, Joe. And he goes, by the way, my sister died yesterday. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess you share, but it was a real on the record. But I made so it here. So condolences to him and his sister. He said, I'll deal with the rest of that stuff tomorrow. <laughs> it's such a weird. Again, you could tell that like Dana White, 100%. Also, that was crazy that Joe said, it's in my contract. Dana goes, I go. That's well, that, very that interesting. Me is that allegiance? Is that loyalty? Oh, well, it's, it's clear just, loyalty. Joe doesn't want to work for. Joe work wants to work for. Dana. I don't. Yeah, I you're the it. only boss. He I doesn't have. have to do this. Like that money means nothing to Joe. I understand. You just think that like a, it shows you. I guess at this point that he doesn't even care about it that much. We may have talked about it last week though. Is Dana replaceable? Yes. Well, I mean, he's gonna have to be. Like, he's gonna have to be, but. Someone could be bad, right? Well, again, I, he's the worst part of that UFC, the best part of the UFC. I still contend that I think he hurts it now more than he helps it. I still make that contention. Joe would obviously disagree with me. I said it and I'll say it again. There is no UFC without Dana White. A hundred percent. I appreciate makes him the best part of the UFC. Well, yeah, he built it from the, from nothing. He made it what it is today, which is an incredible product. I'm just saying at some point, I think, you know, I think it's just, 
you see it often in business where someone hands the business over and it becomes exceedingly more profitable. Well, could you even, like, True Jordy, I think I threw in, like, who would become the new commissioner of the UFC? It, it almost has to be some recognizable. doesn't have to be. That person, because, you know, after the fights, he does a scrum. Yeah. And I know, and he and doesn't answer shitty questions and like whatever, but does it. Did you see the scrum this week? It was so funny, dude. So <laughs> somebody says, uh, or Dana comes out, he says, I don't know if I, you've all heard, but uh, some people are saying that it was a fixed thing. Uh, I think Pat Militich um, said that, you know, uh, last week's, Card was a, a real thing a to make more money. Some conspiracy theory. Yeah, and he's like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. And he goes hard, dude. He's like, listen, I like Militich, but um, that's got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And he goes on a tirade for like 10 minutes, dropping uh, Militich's name like <laughs> 10 times. And then at the end, the guy who asked the question goes, uh, or some other reporter goes, actually, I think it was Brendan Shaw who said that. And... <laughs> <laughs> And um, Dana goes, oh, so it wasn't Militich? And he goes, no, er, it was Schaub. And um, Dana just goes, that figures. So it won't be Schaub, won't be the next commissioner? No, of course not. Joe would be a Dana's good commissioner. Dana's not going anywhere. I'm just some guy he on will a couch. Go, he will go somewhere. By the time no. Dana goes somewhere, the UFC should be big enough and powerful enough and a real sport that they get a union for the pl- the fighters and everything functions like it's so big it's far beyond Dana it won't matter it about would still um, need a commissioner by the way yeah but it doesn't have to be like a Vince not- McMahon it could be like a real live commissioner you know who's just doing a job Dana like, White is uh, the president he's like not the Stern or fucking uh, and I think he I, I he's I not think, the commissioner I think without Dana, Dana White the UFC could go under. I no, disagree. Man, people love fighting. Also, last week I was wrong. I said it. I said that the fighters got sixteen percent of the total profits. They get twelve. It's even worse than we thought. <laughs> uh, yes, Simon, I agree with you. Though I think the product would be better across the board if, like, an ESPN came in or some massive. Well, they already did. Well, no, they just own the rights. I don't think they have like. Again, though, I just think all if you they could. They make enough money that they could probably double the roster. They can. They have tons of uh, events. You know what I mean. There's lots of money to be made. This is what I'm saying. Everyone. They already make tons of money. Like I. I just make think more that, divisions. Like you should have more belts. And, I, I just. Uh, I. I don't think you guys give Dana Dana White enough credit. No, he, listen. <laughs> you're missing my point. Dana. Okay. Dana White came from a boxing background and he did it the boxing way and he built this thing from nothing. The point is now 30 years removed, he's at a point where he's still treating this like boxing and it's not. But there's no model. You know who could do this, the right? job, Kamar? Chael Solomon. He'd be a great Thank you. commissioner. Beautiful. beautiful. He knows I, I like the that. fighting like game. That. He's really funny. I saw him because he did the presser for... Um, Jake and uh I like that a lot. What's his name? Yeah. Spider. Yeah. And he's a funny guy, man. Like he's yeah, really witty and, and it's he's a great older call. now. He's more mature. Like, you know, he'd be a good he'd be a good guy. Beautiful. That's if, all I was asking. If GSP spoke better English. Ooh, yeah, yes, yes. Maybe they have a board of commissioners. No, someone's gotta make the decisions. Like 
Does anyone else get involved with the decisions of the matchups other than Dana White? Yeah, Hunter. His his uh, he bounces. So he he has a table full of people that they that yeah, like they I'm they sure. make they make the fights. But Dana sure. has the end say in everything. If he doesn't like something, I'm sure he just fucking Dana's it. It's a powerful, powerful position. I just think too, like there's a lot of times where Dana's. I I said it last week. I think his ego gets into the contract disputes and to you know what i mean like just like science we're flawed whoever it is that will be a cost of doing business if it's chel sonnen or whoever Mm -hmm. we'll see though uh yeah i mean this guy only was on for an hour he 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 ran out of gas so they talk lots of stories but um it doesn't really make any sense he obviously begged to get on rogan with no agenda I will, say, and then bailed after an hour. He you know, literally is seventy-seven years old, partied his whole life. Like he was just fucking three blondes before he walked in there. He's, ah, there you he go. Needs to sleep. We're also forgetting. He said mid podcast that he had crippling anxiety that he had like dealt with. You never know. Maybe he was like really amped to get on Joe. Here's the weird thing, though. He's like, I've been dying to get on here. Huge fan. I checked out your whole catalog this week, and I was like, "You just—I thought you were a huge fan. So why did you have? It was a weird—I don't know." Well, I think everyone knows, and I think that's Hollywood speak. But in 2020, he was dating Pamela Anderson. Shut the fuck yes, up! I know, I swear. To Are God, you kidding I'm me? I'm not kidding you. This guy this is incredible. He's, incre- yeah, he's incredible, and Joe censoring him—I think it just stifled it. I think it's worth anyone listening to, and then doing the research on him about. All the girl, like all the girls he mentions, are all nines, and who knows who he did. Yeah, mention. Joe should have asked how big his dick was. That was like the question. I don't. Just he, he talked about how he likes eating pussy. I think the it's, show. I, you know, what just dawned on me. I think at some point during the episode, this guy realized, like, I stole pussy from Joe. It was 1998. Oh my god, I got to get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, like, he, like, oh my Everybody. god. He said something really interesting though. Why he wanted to be on Rogan? He was like, Yeah, I want to. Measure myself. I want to see what I'm like. I'm like, you've never seen yourself on camera or something? Well, he said he's done no interviews. Well, there you go. That's uh, Absolutely not. I I mean, maybe he's, as a producer, he's rushing home to see how did I do. Oh, trust me. He's going to watch this and be like, God damn, I'm a pimp. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, he's, he, they should make a movie about him for sure. He should make a movie. He should make him. a movie about him. He, yeah. Who else is better <laughs> He to do should it? produce a movie about himself. I think that's too weird a flex. You can't. That's too. I think that's the greatest flex for this guy ever. For anybody else, it would be a flex. For this guy, it's like, I just can't leave the story out there, you know? And for he's someone flown, else he's to flown steal. under the radar. I mean, considering he was being uh, accused by um, Barbara Walters when he was dating. Does he look like a bigger version of like um richard gear no he looks like the guy in uh die hard john baby john baby really let, let me tell you <laughs> I, gonna... you know who i'm talking about i no, do yeah i don't oh it's him in his prime he was slaying well he's still he's taken down pamela anderson just two years ago I mean, Kamar brings up a good point. He might have an hour in been like, I haven't, been, I've been, I haven't got my dick sucked in like 45 <laughs> minutes. Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, he's like, I thought this guy would have had someone in the green room for me. But uh, anyway. Yeah, Brown listen, hair. 
He kind of looks like Paul Rudd. No, I know, but what does he look like now? That's what I'm saying. Like, is he an older? <laughs> that, he looks like, like, he, like alcohols hit him. <laughs> he looks like he owns a pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I, I saw him. I know what he looks yeah, like. Yeah, he Pinker. looks like a bigger Richard Gere. I thought I nailed that. Now, funny enough, he had his hair dyed, but the roots were coming in. As you've just talked about in previous episodes, or was it just last week with Eddie Bravo? Because you can see he's got all white hair. Mm. Um, uh, for the li- oh, listeners. and on Joe, he had brown hair. He had brown white hair. Interesting. <laughs> like, do you think there's an actor with a micro penis? I was asking Mary this this week. Uh, of course, of course. Really, you think not so? a no, porn actor? It would well, no, come out. Not. It would come out. Oh, you think it would? Uh, my, yeah. my my whole thing was like, I no, think you wouldn't. need like slightly. Oh. <laughs> I think you need like that big dick energy to to be like a performer, right? No, no. Okay, you need like complete madness like no yeah, I, guess, I just yeah. mean that if you're like a famous person i know what you mean like you if tom cruise had a micro penis yeah it would have she come would out tell her now. friends yeah. and those friends would tell friends you know what i mean unless and the you next have to sign an know. nda and you get the part in the movie but tom cruise doesn't really like girls no but he's right because like we found out every detail about harvey weinstein's penis like to the fucking inch and i think by professional courtesy, we just all have a you know around six inches, whatever it is. And like we know, John Ham has a fucking the hamaconda, a hog. Maybe you're right, Simon. Maybe there's something to it, dude. We had a friend. We were at my big dick acting. We were at my cottage, and we were talking about John Ham's hamaconda. And Danny, Danny was just like, "What are you talking about?" And we were like, "John Ham, he's got a huge cock." Like I'll pull up some photos on on Google. So I pull up like eight photos, different photos of like examples of John Hamm's huge dick. And he looks at me and he goes, well, those are all Photoshop. And I was like, well, wait, wait, well, everyone. Yeah. I was like, like, they took the time to Photoshop every picture of John Hamm on the internet. Enough. Imagine John Hamm has his people out there. He's like, guys, new photo up on, uh, on Reuters. You got he probably Photoshop has a micro penis. And this is how you <laughs> find how it. You find- but if you John Hamm, you never needed that. You never needed what a, to get out that you have a huge dick as well as you're just a stud. No, it, just gets it probably out. Gets, it gets out, out the same way it yeah. would if you had a micro penis. Yeah. In fact, I think I word think travels. Simon, I think word travels right. faster about a big penis than a small penis. Interesting. So I, I, I bet you uh, like John, women will send out a, a crow for a big penis. <laughs> Paul Revere rides <laughs> out with the lantern, and Simon of Ottawa is packing <laughs> nine and a half. <laughs> John Peters probably is cancelable. A hundred. This guy's was it. dude. How did this guy avoid me too? Well, like, he didn't. Kamar said he has. Uh, oh yeah, he lost three hundred million in a, yeah. or or three hundred thousand. I, I just skimmed over the issue, but he's <laughs> he, a pretty big discrepancy. I don't read numbers good, but <laughs> he's a Harvey Weinstein that didn't get caught. Yeah, sounds like it. And he's made some classic movies. In no, 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 no. Here's like he had a beautiful penis. No, there's a difference. See, Harvey Weinstein had a gross dick and was in a position of power where he was like, if you want to be in this movie, you're sucking this dick. I feel like this guy was just showing up in famous women's trailers with his cock out and was like, I'm going to get an executive producer credit yeah, out of this somehow. I, it doesn't sound like he was, I mean, except for that one case you told there, but. 3.3 million. Like all these starlets. It's not like it was. Uh, he lost 3.3 million in the lawsuit. It was during uh, Superman wow. Returns. That's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And uh, there was criticism of him because they remade Stars Born, which he did with Barbara Streisand, which was the movie that they grifted, but he made it and was a big success. And they uh, didn't know that he was. It was suppressed by Hollywood. But I think I think he's made to the finish line. Do you think he'll be on again as 
No, <laughs> no fucking way. I'd love to get back on no. for another 25 minutes. Dude, this guy, this guy must have <laughs> scurried out of there. Like, it was insane the way this guy left. I was like, what the hell just happened? Oh, yeah. No. Hey, Joe, I wonder if I can come on for another 38 yeah. minutes. Well, that was the weirdest part where he was like, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I checked out your whole catalog. This is going to be like 20 minutes, right? Like, no. Because at 40 minutes, he's like, I wish we could talk more. I know. Like, like, don't worry. Yeah, Joe was. Got, got at least three yeah, hours. We got two and a half hours. He's like, more. No, no, it doesn't matter how much time you have. Yeah. It's how much time I have. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking weird. The dude is the ultimate big dick flex, man. Yeah. It's like, it's your show, but yeah. I'll decide yeah. how long I'm going to stay. I'm wrapping this up. You're paying this guy for Throw three hours, can, right? Book it. Yeah, it was so He weird. produced this podcast. <laughs> he's now part owner of jre he showed his art right there he was joe's real dad he just he's had just, a he okay, he just man. knows people he saw stuff on people he knows bad energy he had to rush over to fuck joe's wife <laughs> just real quick whoa oh sorry i crossed the it's line too possible yeah. that's the only problem very real this is the thing this episode sucked but was hilarious so it's a tough one to judge. Like, but, but it I, sucked because he was stifled by Joe with some of the stories. Like, whoa, whoa, you don't have to tell that story. No, he's those also moments. He's also one of those guys where you just like you don't know even how good his memory is. You know what I mean? So you're like, did any of this yeah. happen? Now, after talking about this episode, I have to change my rating. But oh, when you look at Soda, who's like done a million crazy things, <laughs> and like eight are not real or. Misremembered, Listen, Kamar, whatever it is. My jealousy of this gentleman is oh, okay. deep. Okay, oh, is I, deep. I, I, wow, admiration. Obviously. Admiration. Yeah, like this guy lives the life that every gentleman wants to live. Has lived, yeah. Other than, Bar- he, other than Barbara Streisand. She was never a piece of Maybe ass. that was just his, his stepping stone. That was all to get what he wanted, boom, man. The boom, guy's brilliant. Da boom, da boom. Wait, so is it boom, boom, hold on, hold on. What's that movie that they just made? Isn't... There is a movie about this guy, Licorice, something Licorice. No licorice way. Pizza? Is that the one? I don't think so. That's a whole different movie. Look up a new, <laughs> Kamara came out with recently, it was Licorice something about Barbara Streisand, something Licorice or Licorice something. The more you say that word, the more it sounds like it's not a real word. All words. Licorice? All words don't sound <laughs> no, like I... real words. Word? The word word? I know. It doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Don't I, think too hard about anything. It all starts to crumble. Everything falls, everything everything falls apart under on, the microscope. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, just built on like a Jenga I see licorice pizza. Does that ring a bell? Is that new? Isn't that what I just yeah, fucking it is. said? When did that come out? 2021. Yeah, so okay, what's it's that about? It's a coming of age story about a girl who dates some boy. It's not about these two, I can tell you. No, but I think it's about Barbara Streisand. That's As she's, a, a young girl? Yeah. Well, and, that girl is And Bradley Cooper insane. plays John Peters. Really? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Wow, not. very good, Matt. I very fucking good. knew it. So, sorry. John Peters, he as like a young, young kid. That's crazy. So this guy's already had Bradley Cooper play him as well. Must be fucking nice. Nathan Fielder's going to play me. That would be good, yeah. <laughs> or the um, guy who's running for president there. Buttigieg, yeah. Mayor Pete. He actually looks more like you than... Gay Pete? Yeah, I don't know if he's as good an actor. As me or as no, Nathan as Fielder? A, a Nathan Fielder. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm a terrible actor. Absolute garbage. Maybe they change your name and just don't call her Barbara Streisand, but 
But either way, he you said Bradley Cooper plays. He said they should make a movie about him, and they've made a movie about him. <laughs> there we Let's go. I hope he holds on for Caddyshack 2. But hold on a second. Now I'm... Rate it. Again, I think you should listen to this one because it's a short Joe episode, which you rarely get. And it's... Yeah. This is one of my favorite episodes ever. Mm-hmm. I might give it a five. I don't know. I'm thinking <laughs> no really way. strongly about no it. No yeah. way. I'm giving yeah. it a four. So I get that out of the way. I mean, I was going to rate it low because listening to it last night, I was like... It was wild. I was verklempt. I was like, what is happening here? But I guess I'm going to give it a three and a half. It's yeah. short and sweet. Okay, hold on. Now I have to go watch Licorice Pizza again right away. <laughs> because you know um, it's about this dude. Yeah, well, because I thought it was like a coming-of-age story about a weird kid. And if that weird kid is this guy... Like, I'm just so confused. You've seen Licorice Pizza? I don't know if I have anymore. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go home and watch it. Like you said, nothing's real. And I give this episode... Oh, fuck, man. I give it a 4.5. This was gold. Wow. Like Matt said, it's short and so fucking hilarious. Because it's it's not... This is he not... Might, this is the... The farthest from a Joe, like a Joe Rogan JRE episode as you're ever going to get because it's just not the usual, like, dude, COVID wasn't even a thought, pharmaceutical company. There was no deep, like, like I said, when he brought up Zuckerberg, he tried to be like, can you imagine what it would be like at scale? And this guy's like, do you know that Catherine Zeta-Jones let me finger <laughs> banger in the bathroom at fucking UFC like 104? You know, yeah, you're like, no, weird. I got, I'll go a four. Solid four. Okay. All right, well, we are going to uh, pay a bill. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. It can be incredibly difficult to stay focused, and if you can't stay focused, it makes problem-solving almost impossible. And life is very challenging, and those challenges, of course, can make problem-solving even more difficult. And sometimes it's tough to ask for help, but sometimes you need it. And a therapist can help you become a better problem solver. And it doesn't matter the size of your goals. It doesn't matter if they're big or small. If you're a better problem solver, you will find it much easier to accomplish your goals. It doesn't matter the size. Now, therapy is a great way to help. The problem is a lot of us have trouble asking for help. We look at it as some sort of crutch or a weakness, and it isn't. I'm sure if you asked any successful person how they got there, they will tell you that they surrounded themselves with a team of strong people, that they didn't do it all themselves. That's a myth. I don't think many people get it done alone. I think it takes a lot of work. It literally takes a village. And therapy doesn't have to just be about problem solving. Maybe you need to unload stress. Maybe you have some sort of deep emotional trauma that you need help with. Maybe it's something as simple as depression or anxiety. Talking to a trained professional can help with all of these things. That's where BetterHelp is a great option. It could not be easier to use. It's convenient accessible, affordable, and it's done entirely online. You'll be matched with a therapist after you fill out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists at any time. You don't have to feel bogged down or stuck. You, if you're not jiving with the person they give you, you can just say, hey, I'd like someone else. No problem. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com J-R-E-E today, and you will get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E. Thank you so much to them for sponsoring the show. We're back. Thank you so much to BetterHelp. Be sure to go check them out. There will be a link in the description. Come on, name unter number, please. 
1869, Dr. Gabor Matei. I got I to start, start by mentioning this. This guy was like hugely featured in Zeitgeist, and somehow that didn't come up. I don't remember him. Maybe he was in the second Zeitgeist. Maybe it was the, what was the second one called? Addendum or something like that? I believe so. I think he was in one of them, though, heavily featured. Not that that matters. I still think the guy does great work. I also feel like this guy should have been on ages ago. Who's the fellow? Yeah, this guy is very chill. Who's the Gad Sad? Yeah. I feel like this is the chill Gad Sad. Yeah. Because he's really chill. And in the beginning, I thought he annoyed me. By the end of this podcast, I wanted to call my parents up and tell them I forgive them. But they'd be like, for what? <laughs> yeah. That's what we were all thinking. Well, it's funny because I, like Simon, I've been watching a bunch of soft white underbelly and felt like this was just that reiteration of like, Every single person is suffering. We have lost our ability to recognize that. Like, as we're being conscious of the day, which is that that person, whatever they're doing, is annoying me. But everyone is suffering. The way he was able to rationalize it with Hillary and Trump, I thought was artful. Like, everyone is suffering some sort of trauma. And pharmaceuticals is not the way to get out of it. Number like number one, the biggest problem I think with this one is when uh, Joe hunkered down on psychedelics specifically. Yeah, he was open to talk about it, whatever, but he didn't want to necessarily make it all about because that may not be the fix. So sorry, either. you don't think there are any psychiatric drugs that help no. people? Follow the science. The science follows the money. Crazy. No, the not listen. I think sometimes you're gonna get some some good drugs through there that yeah. you pay nothing for. Kamar, Possibly. You, Kamar, there's definitely been people that have, like, I I don't think just a pharmaceutical is going to help you. I think there are people that have taken a pharmaceutical that have helped them a great deal, and then they've added exercise and health to their... But he's starting off the the root of humans as, like, how their... Trauma is the root care of humans. For how, how you raise children, how you love children... Um, yeah, this guy was like, you shouldn't ever spank a kid. You shouldn't ever just leave a kid that's crying just to just to cry itself out. What I thought was interesting, I don't know what I if if this guy's right or wrong, but something just becomes the going narrative, yeah. right? Like Mister Spock or Doctor Spock, mm-hmm. yeah, Doctor Spock. Um, he's the guy who started that whole. Don't go to your kids when they're crying. And that just became like normal. That's what everybody did. And then Ferber came in, which was another one that I think said the same thing. But we, we he used the example of the elephants, but we really should have just looked to animals, how they nurture their young. Instead of having the scientists figure out this, like it, it, everything he does m- makes but sense. But hold on. There are plenty of animals in the wild that do <laughs> not me. nurture their young very well at all. There are plenty of animals that push their birds out of nests. They eat their young. Before they can fly. Like, I just felt like everything he was saying was true, but he was cherry picking what he needed from like the animal kingdom to prove his point. Yeah, the 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 baby whale stays with the mother whale a really long time and turtles just fend for their fucking selves, you know? They got to make it to the water, or they're dead. Their mom's not out there fucking shielding them from the seagulls. I mean, some species it's a numbers game. Like the turtles are a good example. They have like 6 600 of them. 
and only like seven of them will make it to the sea, right? So it's it's survival of the fittest mixed with a numbers game. So we should look at animals that have one to two babies is what you're saying. Well, how about this? I'll, I'll, I'll extend you an olive branch. Like if you look at dogs, you know, when there's a litter of puppies, um, you're supposed to keep, like they say, you keep the litter with the mom for X amount of weeks or the dogs will be all fucked up because they don't, like the mom will, and you'll see it, the mom will scold them. Like if the puppy's fucking up and it, I'm not saying they're spanking, but you'll see them like, you know, grab them by the scruff and like, I don't know. But it's just that let them cry themselves to sleep. I don't think, or he doesn't think is the way. I probably agree with that. Uh, again, I don't know what's right and what's wrong. I was just saying how it was interesting how and some guy just formed that narrative. The, the layman would be like, yeah, I guess, you know, if the, you if you let them cry themselves to sleep always, then they'll toughen up and... Um, but it, it, it's not like I'm the sure they're or they'll become a mummy's boy or a sissy. But that's more from people being nervous around the. This child. guy was saying like, no, if you're that way, then your kid is going to be fucked up. And I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that you like respect like crazy. And you're to find out that they were left to cry and it made them the man they are. Well, that I was just, Joe was left. To I was, <laughs> was going to say some of our best people are out there. Um, moving the world forward just because they're fighting their demons. Yeah, Joe, use, use that example. And we also would, we don't know what the world would be like had it been nerfed from the start like that. You know what I mean? Where I mean, we also don't know the other way. No, like if we had nurtured every child properly, maybe we, we'd be a thousand years we ahead. Might be, <laughs> we might be in a yeah, yeah. I, What this yeah. guy is contending, and he's saying the, the way to do it is unfortunately eye roll exercise. You, like it's it, psychedelics, whatever, but it, not pharmaceuticals. Although, like the pharmaceuticals do work for sure, it's just an easy way to get there. Lamar, I'm sorry to cut you off. I think it's it's like mushrooms, where like if you microdose just a little bit every day, you can find that your life will be better. But if you do four grams of mushrooms every single day, you know you're probably going to watch your life fall apart pretty quick. So it's kind of the same thing. Like I think with pharmaceuticals. They end up a lot of the time being abused, and that's where all the problems lie. But I think, you know, there are some people that really have like chemical imbalances that, of course, we're not all all the same. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm just saying I agree this, with you. This Listen, guy is a specialist. Yeah, and I'm saying by and large, I think most people could benefit from just living a healthier lifestyle, exercising. Like I'm sure you watched Andrew Tate's four hour interview this week. You didn't see that with uh, Patrick Bed David. What's his show called? PBD. Yes, yes, yes. I, I saw some of it. Yeah, I, I've been very busy this week. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Too busy for Andrew Tate. Well, I struggled. For AT? I, I struggled through Still three. The Queen. I struggled through three out of the four hours of this Andrew Tate episode just so that people couldn't be like, "You don't even hear. You don't. Even, you don't even know what he says." I listened. And 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 you you think he should be canceled? I hold on. I said no, no. I'm I'm, I'm asking. Do you think he sucks? You. I don't love him as a person. I said this from the beginning. I was the first person to bring it up on this podcast. I said, I don't love the guy. I don't think he should be canceled. I've said that from the beginning. I still maintain that. And he talked about his trauma on that when he was talking about his dad, who was like a chess master. Yeah. But Ooh, speaking of chess master, are you going to talk about this in the post, Joe? The chess thing? The, the anal beads? Sorry? Yeah, the anal the beads. Anal beads. Yeah, we'll bring it up. The anal beads. He pointed out that there was alcohol in native culture mm-hmm. and that they are like a number one 
test case for severe trauma and the result of it. Yeah. Oh, like why we have this addicted society and and and, and people self medicating with all the stuff is from trauma. It's, it's this this guy is so soothing and makes or made me feel like forgive myself, forgive someone else. Like anyone out there is is suffering. It doesn't matter what they think or do, and you don't know. It'd be hard to find out off the bat. Listen, the world would be a much better place if everyone walked around with just like a fraction more empathy. It's like Joe says, just look at everyone like that used to be a kid, an innocent kid who just wanted to like, I don't know, had dreams and I'd probably like, had them crushed by society. Right? I'd like to know what uh, shaman have as their credentials. Has it become a... Well, that really is the one thing when you become a parent where you're like, I think you can empathize. Emph- empathize a lot more with that idea of somebody being somebody's kid you know mm-hmm. like that you can that see it person that schizophrenic person on the street had a mom somewhere at some time you know that reminds me i uh i bumped into a guy i hadn't seen in a while this week at trivia um and he he was like out of the blue he was like yeah my brother has schizophrenia and i said to him cold plunge no i said to him did he smoke weed and he looked at me and he went, that's where the schizophrenia came from. So I do know someone definitively that... It's another case. It's only a matter of time. But he also, he backed up what I was saying. And he was like, it's, you know, he was like, it's it's not as prevalent as like, you know, people need to know about it, but it's not like one in five weed smokers develop schizophrenia. No, no. That'd be a, that'd be a pandemic. No, it's people who have schizophrenia. It gets exacerbated by the use of marijuana and it's the use of marijuana in like they say the 18 to 22 range is where it really exacerbates interesting yeah i think there was a nice healthy pushback um when joe was just like anxiety is nothing like anxiety yeah we all have it which i think i sort of feel like but he was like uh i'll uh politely argue there because maybe too many people are using anxiety as a crutch it's a buzzword right now yeah but i don't think joe gives credit to like depression very much as a sickness you know what i mean i think he looks at it as like a state of mind as opposed to you know if you exercise then you'll be better that's not it doesn't work like that but i think when your brain is so depleted of those chemicals that it needs like just to get back to a baseline you'd have to exercise so fucking much i think think that's joe's have to exercise though to, to dismiss it first simon i think joe's point though is if you're depressed and you're just gonna sit there and feel depressed why not go exercise for an hour or two even if you have to because it there's a good chance that that exercise will get you back to that baseline and that you'll yeah. immediately feel better. Like I get it's what sad, you're saying. I get what you're saying, but I actually do think that most people that are severely depressed could benefit. I'm not saying it would totally listen. It'd be a building block. Though. Yes. Change is usually a lot of things. I, I think you'll find that most people who are really, really depressed who like actually need these drugs, who finally get the drugs and get right. They then go and, take care of themselves because they're feeling really good about being in their own bodies again. You know, I'm just telling you that I think that the beginning step of starting to exercise, if you're not feeling, you at least have to try it as a resource. Uh, uh, Agreed. As well as whatever therapeutics you do and then decide, no, this is making it worse. And I doubt that'd be very many people. And I think again, Simon, a lot of depressed people are, you know, stuck in bed or on the couch and are not 
feeling great and you could just get up and do jumping jacks or squats or whatever the fuck like tires is the pill yeah or even with listen i'm saying let's say you start working out and it's not really helping then you keep working out and maybe go see a shrink and potentially get it should be the first thing you try. Lots of people are depressed and they go to work every day, you know what yeah, I mean? And they come home and the idea of, it, look, it's just I, I it's not conducive why, for I, everybody. Because but I'm here. busy, why I don't exercise, but you think you're doing physical active work, but when you're doing the physical active work, you're doing it for someone else. If you have a boss, but if you exercise, you're doing it for yourself. And I, he was saying like, there's three brains, the mind, the heart, and the uh, stomach. I also find too. I keep those in line. I've been doing like not a big one, like twenty minutes a day. Like the other day, I did one at midnight, and dude, right away, like after it, I was sore for sure. But I felt like I was like, I got energy now. I got. I did a bunch of shit for the podcast. I, I don't know. I. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's the cure all, but I would say start with fucking exercise. And if that doesn't work, try doing an extreme sport. Yeah, go out there and BMX. Because <laughs> that, that puts you right in the present and you have no time to feel sorry for yourself. Like, I, I'd, I'd recommend uh, Squirrel Suit. Yeah, Squirrel Suit. Yeah, 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 that'd be a lot. Like of, I mean, that's probably an expensive sport to take up, but I could see Simon Squirrel Suiting. I would never do that. That's a fucking stupid sport. You seem like a real thrill seeker to me, Simon. <laughs> never. I would never do any of that. I'd never bungee jump. I would never skydive. I would... None of that seems you, interesting. You never skydive. Yeah, you heard it right here. I will never well, no, skydive. You, you have to get in a plane to skydive. So. Would you do the one where you sit in the seat and it shoots you up? No, that doesn't seem like fun. You know what I would Parasail? do, though? I would do that... Um, you know, they put you in a tube... And then you get rid of the gravity. Well, it's actually like a oh, wind so tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd do that, that for I sure. Do. That looks like so much fun. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be like a huge downside to that to me. But maybe people get killed in there. I don't know. What were you just saying, Kamar? I was saying, would you paraglide? Paraglide? No. Par- would you, they put yeah. you behind the boat. No. I, I did that in Hawaii. That. It was great. Yeah, I, I feel like I do that because even if the thing snapped or whatever, you got a chance with the thing. And you're over water unless you swing around. No, no, not interested. You had to do a coconut tree. It's funny though, like this, like I was so amped to do it. And then we got up there and I was like, oh yeah, in my old age, I fucking hate heights. Oh, you, you were like, oh, I mean, listen, it's not like it's, it's not it's even, at this point, Mario, yeah. he fucked up. It's like you said, Kamar, you know that you're not going to die. You know what I mean? Like, even if I fell, like I'm, you know, you I'm a really good sense. I'm 80 feet up. I have a pretty good idea that i'm not gonna die maybe break a leg or something but wouldn't be good no it wouldn't be good but my point is is like it's you know you're probably not gonna die from bungee jumping either but like if the cord snapped it wouldn't be good i think if that cord snaps you're probably fucking dead well if you're over water probably not yeah water's probably a good bet yeah i mean it is like hitting a brick wall i imagine skydiving i'd love to do but you gotta do the tandem first and that's pretty not my thing If you can go to a spa, you can go tandem. I don't know. I have no problem going to a spa. Tandem skydiving, though. Mm. That seems like getting the thrill without having to, like, be responsible for pulling your own cord, you know? Because that would be my fear is, like, you just forget to pull the cord or you... Oh, you think you're just... (laughs) So you're I'm just so like in the so moment. Into it. Yeah. Like <laughs> this if is you, fucking great. If you lose yourself, you know, I don't know. Well, you, you get a taste of the moment. And did you watch that video? The person's like filming themselves skydiving 
and they pull their cord and it gets caught in the other cord. And then he pulls his emergency cord and that cord gets caught in the other cord. And he's just like trying to untangle himself and he finally does it, but like maybe 20 feet off the ground. And I think he broke like every bone in his body or something. But he survived. He survived. No one was harmed in this. Crazy, like crazy. <laughs> oh, someone was harmed. Um, it's it, it's sort of weird because you guys don't do mushrooms on the reg, but um, I do mushrooms pretty often. Could you imagine doing mushrooms in a place you'd never been before, in like a foreign country? Uh, no, that's usually pretty anxiety inducing. Wouldn't it? Because set and setting, and one of the things is you know when you're at your cottage. Where the water is, where the cabin is, where well, we did are. mushrooms in Amsterdam. That was pretty like weird because it already seems like such a pretend place. You were with all the tiny little houses and the water. You and were the like bridges. less than twenty five. Come on, I think the uh, amount yeah, of think so. the amount of mushrooms matters too. Sixteen grams is too much. <laughs> My yeah. goodness, I like say a, like around two, two and a half, three grams. That's what I'm saying. Like if you're walking around Rome, you know, point five even might just just to get that DVD vision. I think that's part of how ayahuasca works. Even though it does work up here, like if you're in the jungle in Peru and some guy's blowing smoke <laughs> up your nose and you know you do not know where you are. Yeah, you could wake up with a finger in your nose. It, it, it makes you scared and then these people Oh, are I would if I would be very scared to be in like Morocco and to do like a massive mushroom dose. That would be very like <laughs> And you run someplace and realize you're lost. You're like go to take a minute and you're just like standing in front of the Sphinx. That's oh, that's Egypt. That's that's pretty pretty close to Morocco. Yeah. Not far, not far. Half hour, forty five minutes on the ferry, <laughs> half hour ferry ride. So yeah, he contends that people are naturally kind, and it's how we're raising our children is the bomb line. And it, this would be great if this was like uh, Mate says, love your kid unconditionally, and, and be more loving. And I'm sure that's what the forgiveness thing is about. Like. My parents probably had it worse than I had it. And so on and so on with this trauma of what, whatever, like how people say, I used to get my ass whooped and it's a badge of honor. Oh, you just brought up a great point. That's what I wanted to say was it's, it's weird because if you think about it, like all the people that raised us were raised by people that like went through a ton of trauma. Yeah. They lived like a lot of them fought in the war, which I can't imagine a more traumatic thing. And like, they seem to, I don't know. I guess a lot of them probably. They seem to, but look at the state of the world we're in today. Yeah. Like all the, we're, everything's fucked up. Like it, trauma. Well, we're just in the dying strides of a once great uh, society. Trauma is emotional inflammation. Like the same way this guy was talking about how the Indians were all killing each other. And that was the dying of that. And here we are, same thing. I mean, that's later. That trauma could also just be Russian bots creating, you know what I mean? Like, we're so fucking sensitive now that, like, trauma now, you ask, there are people that are like, I was traumatized by, and you'll, they'll tell you what they were traumatized by, and you're like, what the fuck are you talking well, about? Because trauma like, and anxiety, those are the buzzwords, the right? The worst like thing that happened to you is the worst thing that happened to you. I guess, yeah, but I just, you know. But it is, right? Like, I guess everybody has some trauma. I, it might be not buying, getting the Gucci wallet you want. I yeah, think, I guess, I think yeah. like, one of the things, it would cost nothing and be easy, just forgive everyone. 
for whatever that means. Like you don't have to go to way to do anything. What does that mean exactly? Just, just forgive, forgive just everyone. let everyone out of jail. We just forgive you. Oh, just <laughs> all debts forgiven. I wish we could do all, that, but just well, it, what are you talking about in then? your life? If anyone's ever done, like, just mm. forgive them and because. Are you holding a lot of resentment for a lot of people? For a lot of people? No. Like, if you look at the trauma in your life, like, how long you could blame it happening, because you blame your parents initially, if if you think they're causing you trauma, but then if you look deeper, it's that. But you still hold on to it. Like, even when uh, Joe was saying, you know, I got spanked, and it was nothing. He was, but Matei was sort of concerned, like, was it nothing, though? Because he condemns it is. But it, Joe turned out to be a great guy. So what's the fucking problem? Joe is an anomaly. Joe isn't most of us. I don't know, though. That's what like, I mean. Most. Yeah. Sorry, I'm with Simon. Ahead. No, I'm with Simon. Where like. I, I don't know. I'm not a great example. I, I, I remember he's beautiful. Yeah, he's great. And listen, I agree. By and large, you're probably right. But I don't think that just across the board, if you got spanked, you're dealing with an un feasible amount of trauma like and again look if you got beaten that's a whole different story you know what i mean yeah but you do something wrong and you get spanked like i got spanked plenty of times yeah i i don't hold my parents accountable i don't look back at them for trauma but some people do right like it's just about how sensitive you are to those things who's right who's wrong i didn't say anybody was right or wrong but I'm also not on Joe Rogan fucking telling people what's right and wrong, you know? Did you find it was hard how um, he was trying to say, you know, if you try at something, are you a failure? And you'll be like, well, that depends. Like if you, if you try to race uh, Usain Bolt and you try your hardest and you lose, are you a failure? Well, you sort of are. That's what Joe contended. Joe wouldn't say, uh, no, he, he likes winners and losers. Mm-hmm. There ha- he, someone well, there has, has to, to win lose. the game. Yeah, someone's got to win and someone's got to lose. I think all three of us agree with that. But we I'm can all-, all win when we raise our children. But if you come in second to Usain Bolt, like you're a winner. You're a winner. You're not, yeah, you, you need to come on, down. you. If you come in second to Usain Bolt, you are a it's, fucking winner. It's not a failure. You're never going to beat Usain Bolt, but come That's in second. never going to happen. Well, it's the same thing. Like if you're on an NFL team and you're the quarterback and they go 0-17, you're still a winner. True. Yeah, you're walking I mean, away. You probably yeah. have a beautiful wife. You live in a massive home. You like what I'm saying is there's 32 starting quarterback positions in the NFL. You hold one of 32 positions in the world. Sure, you went 0 for 17, and you're in the record books. But dude, you have you hold a position that almost no one on earth has, and you get paid an extraordinary amount of money. Like. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I it's not like the Olympics. Uh... Like, listen, in the Olympics, I get it. If you come fourth and you lose by a fraction of a second, no one remembers you. That hurts. That does hurt. That's got to hurt. But I, <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine being like, oh, I made thirty million dollars this year. I'm a fucking loser. If like, you're Alexander <laughs> Daigle, let's say somebody yeah. we all know, yep, and you were touted to be the biggest hockey player in the NHL, picked first overall, get a huge contract. You have like your whole life kind of set up for you. Mm-hmm. And then you're just a stinkeroo and you do nothing. I don't, I feel like that guy probably feels like his life is not complete somehow. Like he was the best at hockey all through his life until he got to the point that kind of really matters for these guys. And he goes, Oh, and 18. No, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's that uh, trauma. 
I'm just saying, like, listen, everyone wants to be a winner and be the best. You're still a winner if you like if you've made it to the NFL as a starting quarterback, yeah. you're you've you fucking won. Now I get it. That you have won there's that. there there's levels after that, Simon. Like Tom yep. Brady is a fucking winner through and through. You couldn't look at that guy. It's perspective looking at it from both ends. And animals. it's a lot easier when you're you know, you fuck up and you still get a million millions of dollars you know that makes crying into your pillow a little bit fucking sweeter <laughs> yeah, no shit because that pillow is fucking silk and diamonds you know but i still think that these guys especially these prof- uh, professional sports guys of course they're so competitive of right course. like you have to be to even get to the nfl of course and then you're uh you simon know, i'm super arnold palmer or whatever no uh arnold palmer. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name jesse palmer <laughs> Simon, I'm super competitive. If I made it to the NFL, it would kill me if if my team went 0 for 17, 0 for 18. But I would still, at the end of the season, in the summer, in the off season, be on a boat. You know what I mean? Like it to have a team. Someone wants that job. Yeah, and you'll still find those guys are depressed because they didn't, you know, yeah, live up to their. Do you think our treatment of elders is uh, where it should be? Uh, In what way? Well, how we just ship them off into old folks' homes and yeah, we don't treat elders very well. Yeah, I think he contended that on both ends we're sort of dropping the ball, but I mean, it's hard like to keep an elder in the house. Well, I mean, first of all, the generational gap is only widening. Like you'll hear a twenty-five-year-old be like, "I can't talk to these twenty-year-olds," you know, and you're like, "What?" The things you get to talk about. Like when I was your age. Well, and if really more people that. aren't having children, also, I imagine that that's less people who theoretically could even be taken care of, right? Yeah. They end up on their own, not because they have shitty kids, but because they don't have any yes. kids at all. And so this is one of the problems with um, depopulation is there's just going to be way more, like, there's, the old people are coming. Where we already feel like another old folks home, another old folks home, another old folks home. No, I think but there's gonna hit, be more. And no, more. no, we hit the critical mass there with the baby boomers, and you need more kids to take care of the the older elderly population. They can't do anything. You do see more old age homes than ever before. So does that mean that um, there are more people of that age, or does that mean that they're just being taken better care of? I think it's that uh, there's just more people in the last like three decades. It's become such a lucrative business. Oh, it is. Yeah. That they are. That's why they're popping up everywhere. I get. Yeah. I mean, you have to pay for them, so you have to be able to afford it. Like I know my aunt is friends with uh, this guy who owns a string of um, old folks homes. That sounds so greasy. eh? It does. Yeah. But like I've known, yes, I've known this guy, how they're treated. I've known this guy and his wife since I was like a, a young kid and they went from like just nor to like a normal couple to the last time I saw them, they had a fucking driver. Like the, and my mom was like, we stayed at their house. It's like 12,000 square feet of and like this guy makes bread. So I'm, I just think it's a big racket, a lot of money to be made and which we will soon be in. No, I'm sure Simon's going to make enough money to where he'll live comfortably in his own home until 30 years from now. I'm fucked. You're the same age as John Peters. Well, you're a bit younger. Well, How old will I be? 80 years old? The 75 years old? Joe Biden. That's old, man. I mean, maybe you'll want to like move into an old age. I think I would like you to. Know, have a whole bunch of friends and hang out and play polo in the pool. I think it's a big thing. A, if you can afford mm-hmm. 
Well, that's what I the mean. These nicer ones are like a pretty penny, you know? I don't know. I feel like I'll get there and be like, oh, I don't like old people. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you'll get there and be like, this isn't what I want. I don't want to play bridge. I don't want to. Could you guys imagine ever putting your parents in an old folks home? Dude, my mom, first of all, every time we have family dinner, she reminds the whole table of what her wishes are for when she A, dies, B, gets Alzheimer's. Her plan is this. If I get Alzheimer's or dementia, she wants to be put in a home. No one is allowed to visit. And we collect her pension until the day she dies. That's her thing. And when she dies, she has this laundry list of fucking bullshit that she wants us to do. Just one last piece of control after she's gone. But if those don't happen and she just lives... Oh, she'll outlive me for sure. Well, then you don't have to worry about taking Like her great aunt is her great aunt is 99. I said to my mom the other day, I was like, I can't believe Aunt Anne outlived the queen. 99. Could you see doing that, Simon? Putting my parents in an old age home? No, I don't no. think so. Unless they wanted to go, in which case it'd be like all for it for them. Yes. But no, you don't. No, you don't it doesn't exist in your like what? If you're like an old lady and you have no friends and it's that or like hang out by yourself in your apartment or whatever, I'm sure there are lots of people who want to go there. I don't think it's all so bad. I think the ones we see on TV are bad, but these new fucking places that are popping up around Ottawa are so fucking fancy. Yeah, they're like 10 they're grand like a month. Spas. I know. They have indoor whatever, pools and this and that. It's not. I still feel like for me, I'd rather live in a bungalow alone and get like a couple of dogs you know like let's say mary went before me i'd i don't know i think I, you think that as, now yeah, you're right but yeah. when you're, yeah, old, yeah, you're, right. you're alone you'll think differently as, yeah. as long as you're able yeah as long that, as you're able that's, too. That, that's the biggest problem so if yeah. you don't have to be taken care of right stuff is an undertaking we and we should care about it i know because <laughs> it's not that far off <laughs> um he Kamar, talk- i think about it all the time of like I I can't I can't imagine it, and uh, yeah, we need more young people. Well, he, you should go out there and make more babies, Kamar. You talked about the only legitimate business of a corporation is to make profit, and he got the, the vice president of IKEA got in touch with him, and just told him how being successful in business has made him miserable. Yeah, and I wonder how many stories are, are there out there. I think that's why during COVID you've. We've seen a mass exodus uh, from the workforce because I think a lot of people were just like, I hated that job. And a lot of people like I read this thread the other day where this guy was talking about how he became rich. And the first thing he said was, I quit a job I hated and I took a job with less responsibility for less money and then just started side hustling as hard as I fucking could. And I think a lot of people and got happier. Yeah. I think a lot, you're, listen, you're going to be happier if you're more in control of your own destiny. I don't think anyone likes having a boss. No one likes the idea of being fired on a whim, especially in this woke culture we live in where like you could show up at the water cooler, say something that you think is innocuous or innocent, and then they're, they're handing you your papers. You know, like that's, that's got to be scary when you're raising a family. But I do believe that the raising a family, the most people like to spark under a person oh yeah shows them they had another gear they didn't know they had yeah i agree or it forces them to work in a job that they hate because they have to like 
There's a lot of fucking variables out there, man. And what I if think they, to make any of these blanket statements? That job uh, hurts their or causes trauma to their family. This guy was guilty of because this, they're never home because they have to. This guy wasn't saying his shit was clean. He was just saying it how it is, and I think it was really well spoken. Well, I think once you have kids, your happiness becomes um, takes a back seat. I think you owe, once you have kids, you owe it to them, which is in defense of what Gabor Mate is saying. But I'm saying like. I think once you have kids, you have to stop being like, like Simon said, you have to take the shit job, even if it makes you miserable, because you're now seeing them happy makes you so happy, and you working that shitty job, yeah, makes them happy. It depends on who you are, I guess. I don't think everybody is like that. I'm sure there are tons of parents out there who buy their kids something and don't get to buy themselves something, and secretly secretly resent their kids as opposed to are so happy that they could help them, you know? Yeah, and those people probably shouldn't have kids. (laughs) Again, I think that's just, there's a lot of situations out there, you know? Yeah, I just think, in my opinion, once you have kids, you should, it's, that's your sacrifice. That's what you've decided. Oh, listen, I agree. You, I'm I'm just saying there are lots of different situations out there for people, I think. Yeah, there's tons of shitty people out there. I agree. We're in agreement. We have an agreement. He contended there was uh, some irreducible needs of children, and there was uh, unconditional love and a freedom to experience and express all emotions. And do you, do you think you've ever like not talked to your kid when they were angry? I guess it's too late now. Not talk to your kid. He when was saying angry? there's a, a movement not, like to not let kids get angry, uh, or you shouldn't be angry. But he was saying that's sort of a. Uh, cause for ADHD instead of getting the anger out then you get distracted to stop from the anger and stuff I thought it was very interesting I don't remember how I was raised like if I had a lot of um do you ever with situations where kids got crazy like adults had to come in and like take they were in class or the schoolyard and some kid just went really crazy yeah, just crying or ha- just having such a tantrum. I don't think so. Really, I remember. I, I remember. There's always like in a situation where there's one student at the beginning of the year would like go off, and they're hyperactive or whatever um, pejorative term was used to describe them. School is tough though because if you're miserable at school, you're stuck with those people every fucking day, day in and day out for the whole fucking year. And do you guys have any friends from say grade six? Yep. It's wild, uh, right? I have a couple of friends uh, from grade six. Yeah, you have Al. Yeah, I have a couple of I'm friends. I'm just five, using grade six as a... Yeah, yeah. Grade five, six is what you remember. I wouldn't remember grade three, but there was an adult in our But I also didn't go to university, so that changes a lot of things, too. I think if you ended up going to university, you, you make a this friend whole there. new group of friends. Wow. And then you don't rely on your old friends so much, you know what I mean? But if you're just like a guy who went to high school only, then your high school friends are the people you depend on because those are the last like true friends you had. You know? Secondary education is an opportunity to make a new friend set. Well, I think for a lot of people, it's uh, or the like first a clean opportunity. slate clean or slate. A, a first. Yeah. If you didn't like the way your uh, high school life went for you, you know what I mean? You get a for whole some new people, high to... school was a traumatic experience. For oh, most people, I, I imagine. Fucking <laughs> terrible. <laughs> 
Like I liked high school, but like, I think I'm like lucky in that way. I don't think everybody feels that way. You know what I mean? You don't think you experienced any trauma from high school? I definitely did. But for the most part, like someone had it. I remember the good times, not the bad times. It's also because you were hanging out with the people causing trauma. That helps a lot. Interesting. But hurt people hurt people. Oh, I'm not. uh, Listen, that's fine. But I'm just saying. No, I have, I had lots of other friends. I rolled with plenty of different crews. And some people had traumatic university experiences, I'm sure, or college. And I'm sure you go to university and you don't meet anybody, and it's terrible. Like, I, and look, you, you finally realize, oh, shit, it's me. Yeah. Everybody has their own shit, and you may be a fucking <laughs> super rich person, and you don't have any friends because you have too much money. Like, who fucking knows? You don't know, right? Like, you only know what your shit is, and maybe the guy beside you. And if we if we knew everyone's shit, would we be better off? I guess we think we do if you log on to Twitter or something. No, I guess it just should give you more empathy, I guess, when you're thinking about why people are acting certain ways, right? Could social media be traumatizing us? Oh, a hundred percent is. What do you know? We're all experiencing it's, a, a group trauma. It's, um expediting the whole thing it usually takes decades to break people you know and now they do it within like a year i'm telling you like i'm i know that i'm like weirdly sensitive to it, which is why i stay off it i downloaded instagram last night just because i was bored wanted to poke around for five minutes immediately i was overcome with that feeling of like why am i here what am i'm not doing enough i gotta go out and like that's good Yes and no, because like I, <laughs> no, because it was like jealousy. Like uh, the Dime Glory Challenge was yesterday in Montreal, which is like the best skate. It's like a skateboard competition, mm-hmm. but like fun. And like so many people I know went down for it. And I said to myself, I was going to go down for it this year. And like I was sitting there, like, why didn't I just go? I have why a car. Why did you just go? Exactly. I don't know. Because again, it's like I don't want to go alone. That's, that's such the, a weird. That's the exercise. What going alone? That's that's a big step, but uh, just. Grabbing someone like come come to this with me, it'll be fun. But that's the worst part is like that makes you feel more depressed than anything because you I, make ten. Hear no, me out. I don't think you're you're inviting and providing. What I'm saying though is you make ten because you want a company. You make ten phone calls and everyone shuts wow, you down. No, that, then you're like, oh, you've gotten ahead of yourself though. Make one phone call, and then maybe. Well, I just down. know no one like you're not going to go. When, He's when not going to go. It? Saturday in Montreal. This Saturday, I couldn't have gone. But I wasn't here either. If and it's something you would have loved. If it's, there, the, it's the glory challenge. And see. maybe I, you'd never ask me if, if I wanted a, to go. You wouldn't go to Montreal. If there was I, a Saturday and you're that like, I said no. I'm driving. All you have to do is come. I would go for sure. Hmm. I'll, remi- I'll remember that. I'll remember, well, that. I'll remember that. Driving? Like, I can't drive anywhere, man. So I, <laughs> I'll go anywhere. Yeah, you, you came to New York with me a bunch of times. And it's good to be out. One time. Yeah, listen. I First of all. I have this fucking camera. I take like no photos because I'm just not out and I'm not inspired around the house. I should be out every fucking day taking at least like 50 photos. Correction. You should have been out every fucking day because yeah. the weather's gone. No, that's out. an ex- but that's an excuse you use too. Like, oh, well, the weather shit doesn't matter. Should be out there. Should be out there anyway. Fuck it. Get your snowshoes on, bitch. That's the fucking spirit. That's the spirit. I've been watching a lot of uh, winter camping videos on YouTube recently and as much as I hate camping, I oddly want to try it. Ugh, there's nothing about winter camping that I find even remote. What about... No, it's more the survival thing. It has nothing to do with, like, I'm out there to enjoy myself. Uh, I think I'd be miserable every minute of it. What about winter camping with all the top-of-the-line gear? Well, that's not so much... Yeah, where you have, like, a stove camping inside. Gear, yeah, like, yeah. Not are, like a truck. Are you even a big summer camper? 
No, that's what I just said. I don't even like camping. So start with the summer camping. No. Just straight to the winter is crazy. But that's you need like, a tent that you pull out of a suitcase and just fling it in the air and it's done. He's yeah. watching when they dig into a hole. Yeah, like this guy dug down. Dude, it was crazy. But he, by, by the log? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the amazing. Big, the big white dude in Alaska? And it was like minus 30. Yeah, and he, yeah. he buries yes, the coals yes, and shit. Yes. Kamar and I's YouTubes are linked, I'm telling you. I was, I was about that. I was about that life. They've linked up like menstrual cycles. That's precisely And he made it, yeah. something of maple and butter and just sort of kept it in a warm bag. Yeah, he made his own so bread. Yeah, dude, this guy's been... fucking for real. He's just living it up in a hole. He does, dude, every weekend this guy just takes his kids out and like builds a different Because fucking... you're so insane. You're like, I can do that. Because he, what you see him do, there's nothing he did that like you, you couldn't do that. I can cut down a fucking log. I can make a fire. But <laughs> you got to get all, oh, yeah. Very no, like I would love it. That's the thing, though. Like you're you feel saying, now you could do that since you saw that. I've watched like 15 of the videos. So, yeah, at this point, like you're if I bought. Go. But keep in mind, he's not going out there like I would. Like I would go out there in vans well, with no socks. He's like, no, no, but he has like, you know, he that that shovel that he cooks the bread on. Like he went to the store. He he stripped the paint off it. He coated it with like, you know, where you uh, what's it called when you do it with cast iron setting it? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. But. Like that guy's prepped to the tits, so like you know, I'd have to Spence. buy. Yeah, like I want to buy a flint. Snow and, shoes. Yeah, it'd be fun. I know Simon won't go, but oh, I definitely will not go winter camping. I would go summer camping anytime. Yeah, not winter. That's camping. what you should do first: is just camp on your in the back here. I know how to fucking That's camp. Stupid. One night in January. Well, no, if you just get, try staying in the shed one night, see if you can do it. Baby steps. <laughs> I can't light a fire in the shed though, Simon. That's the whole key. Like. Mm. So that's it. We're done with Kabul. Well, uh, he he pointed out East Hastings, which is a weird thing. That like I the news covers it, but it's more local news. But it's a it should be seen as a um, epidemic pandemic. I've said it before. I worked like oh you well, you know trying to explain to people they don't know. Yeah, it's really tough, and it's to... only worse than whatever you last recognized it of. And I saw it twenty plus years ago, and back then I could not believe it existed. I think if you live in San Francisco or L.A. You have a pretty good idea. I think those are 100% equivalents. Yeah. Like one is not like way crazy than the other. It's all just how does this exist? And on other sides of it, you know what I mean? It's not like it's uh, bad and then ends at the railroad tracks. It gets good again. It's yeah, it turns into weird, it turns into gas town area. And gas town is beautiful. Rich, it's nuts. rich, 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 like the richest. Listen, it's real estate so it, bizarre. Real estate in Vancouver is fucking bananas. A play out with Mary and I moved to what whatever. We were there twelve years ago, eleven years ago. A house like three blocks from us that was like a two bedroom, the smallest house you've ever seen. It sold for one point six million. And that was like eleven years ago. And, it, the, the, the the market there's nuts. You should they have the worst homeless drug epidemic problem. It's such an interesting thing. The better it goes here, the worse it gets there. I'm telling you, though, you live there for a year, you'll understand. You'll want to do heroin. It's such a depressing place. Well, he, he was saying heroin is makes you feel love. Why is it so depressing? You're like out there, you got the mountains. You, you never the see the ocean, mountains because it's always yeah. rainy clouds. Simon, when Mary and I were there, <clears throat> they broke a record 67 days straight with rain. Mm. I'm telling you, it it really starts to weigh on you. It really does. It's tough. Yeah, no rain. And when you start, when he started saying that, it does rain, but it's still cloudy. Yeah. And then it rains again. And those cloudy days was considered 
not raining. Mm-hmm. And when it's sunny, it is beautiful, but it really doesn't happen. Yeah, listen, I'll say that. If you can catch a seven-day stretch of Vancouver where it's sunny and like 25, one of the most beautiful places in the world. Heaven. Heaven on Earth. It's weird. Like, it isn't on the right coast to be sunny all There's the There's something about because of Vancouver Island, which it's a rain gets more nicer weather. The weather comes in, hits the mountains, mm. and stays there. Gotcha. Before it drifts away. Interesting. It's brutal. And, and it's got the highest real estate and the worst homelessness. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should have lower. Well, that makes sense, it, right? Like if all the real estate is taken up by the rich, then there's going to be nothing left for the poor. It's an indicator. Well, the Chinese own. The problem is the Chinese own a lot of it. Oh, there are a lot of empty it all tons. Comes back to the Chinese. Tons, Probably the Russians too. Eh? Well, thank God someone's buying tons of vacant apartments that are owned by Chinese. I, Gabor Mate wants to break the chain of trauma, and I think he's doing God's work. Suppressing yeah. anger suppresses the immune system. That's interesting. I thought that was very interesting. And I think it's hard to cope because you're like so angry. Do I have to yell at people? I think exercise again. Well, exercise your demon sort of thing, but re- recognizing when you're angry and um, figuring out the healthiest way to express it or work through it versus suppress it. Yeah. Which I think suppression, it just makes sense. Suppression equals inflation. Inflation equals inflammation. Oh, inflammation! Sorry. Trauma inflation. is trauma is emotional inflammation. Like that's a Kamabariism. He couldn't even get it out. Can't Come, even say his own name. Kamabariism. This was one of my uh, favorite podcasts because I swear to God, it started out I didn't like him. Yeah, I didn't like. By him. the end, I was like almost in tears. When did you come around? Just. Was there like a specific moment that I missed? Or? Just some of the pushback moments with Joe. It wasn't an agreeathon, but it was a, such a civil conversation. That the only one thing I thought is when he was like, he would go anywhere Joe wanted to go, and he, I felt Joe got too caught up in the psychedelics, as we've heard about the psychedelics ad nauseum before. But I want to know his experience. And then the part where he goes, um, did Daryl Hammond try? Yeah, and he's like, I so can't. This, I can't I, tell you that. Yeah. Like, Why? Because your doctor's like, no, because none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Daryl Hammond? He was, uh, he was on Saturday Night Live. He, he used to play amazing, Bill Clinton a lot. Oh, I know who um, he is. Yeah, he yeah. did swords. But he why was did Connery. he even come up? Well, he talked about how he was a crazy drug addict and he had a crazy trauma. From his mother. And that's a situation of someone being successful. Like, this still doesn't mean it's all it's all good. It's all successful. And I thought that's what ties in with the example of the Ikea guy. Mm-hmm. And we all have to forgive each other, whatever that means. But I, I, I thought this was amazing and um, would like to read more. So you're going to buy his book? You bought Hotep Jesus. He was Canadian, wasn't he? he? And he was Canadian, yeah. Well, I think he was born somewhere else, but he's... Yeah, he's Canadian. And I believe his... Uh, Why do you think he was born somewhere else? He said it. He, he said, said he was it, raised uh, under Nazi oh, for one, in uh, Budapest. For, well, he was one. Well, my point is he was born somewhere else, but okay. he's Canadian, yeah. Okay. I believe his son is Aaron Maté. Who is... Award-winning voiceover actor and book no, reader. No, he's, he's, he's also a reporter. He's often a consultant on the Jimmy Dore show. Hmm. 
It's so funny, Kamar. I saw Brian uh, Ben Mulrooney the other day, and I was like, see, this is what Justin Trudeau should be doing. He was doing like an ad for the Humane Society or something, and I was like, this is where you should be. Could you imagine? He was an actor, though. Like he, I know he pushed pursuit again. A good-looking son of a prime minister who had no business going into politics. Oh, I went see. the yes. other yeah, route. Yeah, he totally. went the route he yes. should have and yeah. became a fucking Didn't actor. Try and become yeah. prime minister. What yeah, if Trudeau's the you. prime minister for the next thirty years? Ain't gonna happen. No fucking way. It could. He just happen. grows to be an old man. <laughs> but he Why could, he, he becomes he becomes five years ago? Just saying stuff. Why not? Yeah, I guess. Hopefully not. That's it. You're done. Gabor's done. Gabor will never be done in my heart. I give this a five. You give it a five. Wow. I thought it was that good. To listen, I give it a three and a half. Oh my God. Joe Burrows is a fucking mess. Yeah. yeah Joe I give Burrows. It a three. Uh, I was going to give it lower, but after listening, I didn't, maybe it was just something about him. That was kind of, yeah, I don't know if it was off-putting or I don't know. In closing, I want to know, me so what hard. was it that you guys didn't like at first? Because neither of you can put your finger on it. What is it exactly? I don't know. At first, when I when I when he talked about, you know, don't let ch- children cry and stuff, I was sort of like... You thought he was just some soft liberal pansy? Not even soft <laughs> liberal. Like, you're going to ruin the kid that way. Uh, this is what, my, what I think from what I don't even know uh, as not being a parent, but... Thing. I've heard that I've been with parents like, oh, Joe, just let him cry to sleep or listen to parents discuss, let him cry to sleep. I just don't think anything's so black and white. I'm sure there are times where it's good to let your kid cry himself to sleep. And I'm sure there are times where it's good to get them and hug them. You I know think Gabor I mean? Mate knows better than us. Well, okay. He didn't seem like a very good parent. Like he, and he admitted, I know this is what I'm <laughs> good saying. Good so... about He went and bought a CD while his patient was having a, a baby. And he missed the delivery. He's he's wild, and he's forgiven himself, and we should all forgive ourselves. He's beautiful. He's beautiful. <laughs> this is so weird. All right, well, I guess we all rated it. That is an episode. If you made it this far, thank you so much. We appreciate the shit out of you. Maybe you're willing to go one step further. We have a Patreon if you want to support the show. You can do so for as little as $5 a month. Head over to patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. For that $5, you get the post, Joe. It's the show after the show we shoot the shit. And you'll also get uh, the backlog of This Won't Age Well, the show where we go back, listen to old episodes, and do the same old shit we do here. It's super fun, super fun. Join now, join now. If you're still in the pool, good luck. Good luck to you. We hope you make it deep. Um, I think that's it. Did I miss anything, gents? Does anyone have anything to say in closing? Like and subscribe. Tell someone to subscribe. You Thank go. you. Kamar would like you to. That's Kamar's call to action. Like and subscribe. Tell someone to subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week. We hope you enjoy your weekend. And as usual, keep your eyes open.